0: This is Jack Dempsey.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Dopeness. This is your host, PJ Alex, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, and I am joined today by a longtime friend, yes, a sir. very funny guy, That's right. a guy who... Needs more inter- no introduction to be tr- truthfully told because you've seen him on World Star, you've seen him on Instagram, you've seen him on YouTube. The man, the myth, the legend, comedian Lonnie. Welcome to the podcast. What's good, man? What's good? Glad to be here. <laughs> Can I call you comedian Lonnie or Lonnie or do you hey, care? Hey, whatever comes first. Skip. <laughs> yep,
2: you know what I'm saying? Whatever blood? No, no, nah, that's
1: just me, and my friend. But whatever, whatever comes, I'm 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 cool with it. Good stuff. Good stuff. So. Today on the show, we actually are going to do a couple things. One, we're going to get to know Lonnie's musical tastes. We're going to, uh, for our musical section, for our uh, kind of both media and technology section, we want to talk a little bit about Marvel and then talk a little bit about uh, Lonnie getting to where he is now, what he did, how many bodies are buried to get there, (laughs) and uh, just kind of get... Get him to, to kind of explain because I think you've been perfectly transparent like with your um, Instagram and YouTube just kind of explaining in between hilarious sketch comedy in bet- just saying who you are and where you came from so um, and then lastly we're gonna talk a little bit about some Marvel stuff because it's been bubbling mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, over these last couple weeks because we've had a lot of rumors swirling yes. and maybe by the time this comes out we'll have a trailer hopefully. <laughs> but maybe, maybe not. Uh, we tend to talk a lot, a lot about Marvel, I think it was like two episodes ago. So it's good to to, to kind of get back because it's...
2: It's hot right now. It really is. It's, it's hot, hot right now.
1: So uh, let's go ahead and get into it with our music section. So in, in music today, uh, we've had a lot of music come out. Too much. <laughs> and uh, if you guys to kind of throw back to a conversation that we had with Marcus, I think it was the first time he was on... Um. Basically, there's so much music coming out. It's ridiculous. It's really difficult to to be able to ingest and digest it all with before something else springs up. Yeah, and that's I. I'm
2: always thinking about this. Like my friend has a Dropbox and he just drops like whatever new projects in there and we just download it. You know, listen Mm -hmm. to it. But it's like every time I go in there, there's at least like three to four new projects, and I'm just like. It's crazy. How am I supposed to look I still haven't listened to
1: Chris Brown's album. Because well, it was 40 th- 43,000 tracks. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I, I just was let like, people, I let, I let the popularity go ahead and dictate what I listen to off that album. I'm not even going to lie. Like, like, that's all you can do.
2: And I would be thinking about the people who like critics of music and everybody who get their opinion and stuff. And I'm like, there's no way you're listening to this whole project and able to judge it. Like, this no. just comes out too fast. There's no way you're able to do this. Like, you're just giving this initial, like, all right, I'm just going with these, this like, quick listen, and then I'm rating it, and then it, that's just like...
0: Well, and that's
1: what drives me nuts about the people on, the, the critics on Twitter, is that mm-hmm.
2: they'll listen to that,
1: like, the album will come out at 12, and they'll give each one of their reactions as they listen to the song. Yeah. Is that really what you want to hear? Like, I want, yeah. I want you to, to sit with it exactly. a little bit longer. Exactly. Exactly. Now that was the the to to play devil's devil's advocate, Marcus was saying, "Are you supposed to sit with it? Maybe this music is made to be just for the moment, and then Thanos snap is gone." Like, <laughs> I and you know what? That's maybe, but
2: at the same time, I think it's, I think I guess it's just a wave of technology now. Like everything is happening so fast, you just gotta digest it fast and people are digesting it fast so people are dropping faster and you got more people who have access to drop Mm -hmm. so if you think maybe 30 years ago maybe not even 30 years ago we can say 15 to 20 years ago Mm -hmm. like you had to go in the store buy a disc and you was riding with that disc like
0: yeah, For however long You know what I'm saying But now
2: it's like You got everything That's on your phone yep. You know
1: You don't have to carry The big CD pouch with you, you know what I'm saying <laughs> Like you don't need that now. I just I was just home For Thanksgiving And found one of my Old CD pouches One, one of, of. <laughs> Bruh I miss I miss those days sometimes like, Even though A scratch CD Will fuck up your whole day Flipping through it <laughs> Trying <laughs> to find, find you a CD Before you pull off What, yeah. I, what I feel like today Yeah Yeah exactly So
2: I, And I guess Technology is a gift And a curse Because it's just Allowing more stuff to be consumed faster and so maybe you're right maybe it's just supposed to be for the moment and then you just move the hell on
1: yeah but some things i feel like i don't want them to be like that like and then some people are still making albums like i we talked about lupe's album Uh a lot of people slept on it this year Uh uh-huh i think that's that's A big miss for a lot of people because Lupe's Mm -hmm. album was was pretty damn incredible,
2: and I didn't even actually know he dropped anything. See,
1: and that's the problem. It's just so, especially when if he dropped anywhere around any of these big, like if you dropped in July when uh, Good Music was putting pushing all their music Uh, out, or you dropped around when Scorpion came out, or you dropped around. When any of these other projects, like yeah, the, it gets quickly overshadowed. Quickly, and and then you you're kind of lost, and I, that's an album you <clears throat> had to sit there and think about because it was a double disc, and then the first disc was um, a concept album, yeah,
0: <clears throat>
1: and deep had deep meanings to it, and I appreciated uh-huh. listening to rap that way again.
0: Yeah,
1: but like just in the past couple weeks, just in the past time since we've been recording and putting out. To name some of the stuff that's come out, this is just new releases off of Apple Music. Okay. Because there's been more than this. Uh, Black Thought and uh, r- 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 let me get his name. Salam Remy put out a, a project that mm-hmm. I guarantee you is probably fired that I haven't been able to pick up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Ski Mask and Slump Guy put out a project. Earl Sweatshirt put out a project and if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, I pretty much gave the r- I slammed Kind of Roses Redshirt's last album, uh-huh. which was I think f- three years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I- I'm still not excited by him. I don't see what his appeal is, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm old. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and to be honest, I can't even say that I've even. I just know him from the whole Tyler the Creator movement yeah. and all that stuff. So, so I don't, I'm, I i do not think I've actually ever listened to him though. But
1: he, I've liked his. Features mm-hmm. on other songs, but when I got a hold of his album, I just wanted to like throw it and then throw myself off top of the yeah. roof. Uh, that's, that's actually funny
2: fun. how some artists can, some artists are just like really dope on features. Yeah. And then when you get their project, you're like, ah, this wasn't uh,
1: same reason that, and this is going to be the hot take, is the same reason JDKist doesn't have a classic album. The Locks have a classic album. hmm. Some would say arguably, but the Locks have a classic album. Mm hmm. Busta has, doesn't really have a classic album either. He has really good songs by himself. Yeah. But. Yeah. He doesn't have a classic album. Yeah. There's, it's just some artists just, and then kill features. Like. Yeah. And then some people are good mixtapes, but albums. Yeah. I mean,
2: granted mixtapes, and albums, and EPs, they all like kind of blended nowadays. Yeah. But back when that was like a thing, like it's. Some people's mixtape goes way harder than the album. Like, what the?
1: Fuck? Like, a big person to do that, in my opinion, was Big Crit. Crit's albums uh, have just been yeah. okay to me, but his yeah. mixtapes have been phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so,
2: it, and I guess it's like a, I guess you know, the labels that kind of hold you to a different standard, and mixtape you are able to kind of just be you, mm-hmm. like be the artist you, and you don't have to worry about any of the the. You know, the the extras. So yeah. I get it, but it's sad. Some would even time.
1: argue, and this is another hot take of the day, someone even argue J. Cole that way. But Cole does have his albums are fucking great. Yeah, know? yeah.
2: Um, I was. I'm trying to think of who else is like that, too. <laughs> uh,
1: some would he, say Fab, but.
2: Yeah. He's. J. Cole's like J Cole, I know what to accept. Like I know like what I'm getting. Like usually every time I listen, so it's mm-hmm. not. That was not too crazy, but I'm trying to think of there was somebody I just had in my mind. I was just like <laughs> this person used to make. Oh, sometimes no, you know, for me, a person like that has been Big Sean. When he does his 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 mixtapes versus his albums, I'm like. All right. But his last
1: album. Slapped. I'm not even going.
2: His last one was the uh, the one with no. That wasn't the one with Metro, was it? That was that was like their little mixtape, I think.
1: Yeah, that would be considered like mixtape. But is um, that the, Double or Nothing was his? Was that that was what Metro? One, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think that was. The I decide. One with Metro. Um, I decide is the one that had. I decide was the one that had like bounce back on it and uh-huh. uh, moves. I feel like a lot of people like that album but it wasn't as good as Dark uh Dark Sky Paradise to me. Yeah. Dark that, Sky Paradise was fucking
2: nuts. That was that that's one of my favorites from him as well. Um but then and I also, I, maybe i just be one too much, but like, I'm, like, Big Sean, like, I just want him to just get on every track and just, like, snap. <laughs> Like, I don't want to hear no fucking he hit, soft shit. I just want to hear him just go off. He like.
1: hit a trajectory. I forget. It was right around, it was, maybe it was when he officially got to good music, mm-hmm. but his, he raised his own level yeah. of, because he was good. And then all of a sudden, it was like something influenced him to like, yeah, you know, I'm going to kill stuff. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yep. I'm enjoying that. But you know He's what's crazy? kind of on it. Because
2: he, and I think this is, you see this actually with artists. I and mean, when you look at any artist, like when they're on the come up, they always give their best stuff when they got something to prove. And mm-hmm. then like once they make it, it kind of like. Takes a turn sometimes for the worst, sometimes for the best. It just depends on the on the artist. But I've know like so. Big Sean used to rap his ass off to me. Like mm-hmm. like you said, he used to bars used to just like transcend every time. Like fuck, this is <laughs> going and then now I feel like he's at a comfortable place. Which.
1: I feel like, but I feel like I his it. comfortable space is still a good space for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, shit, it's better than, at least and, he's 70% of oh, the game, yeah. probably, so...
1: And then, I feel like he's also in a place where he, um... He's comfortable, but also underrated. Mm-hmm. So, he still feels like there's yeah. some of that I have left to prove. Yeah. Like, and I, cause I feel like he's not mentioned in a lot of lists that he should be mentioned on. Which is crazy. Which uh. brings me to calling him, like, the new Wale. Uh. Because I feel like Wale was in a very in that same space yeah, for a while. A lot of
2: people did not want to mention it, yeah. There were people just out.
1: didn't want to mention Wale. Yeah. And he still puts out good like I think feel like his last project was pretty good, but I just it's interesting to see that uh-huh. and it keeps him kinda of hungry. I'm interested now I I don't know if him and Janae are still together or what happened. Yeah. I don't think they are. I no, because think I think that. she got his face covered up. See,
2: if somebody said that it was a fake tattoo, and I don't like. I don't know what that whole thing, but like,
1: I don't know if there's
2: anybody who can like. There's been a lot of music dropped this year. If there, I got space for just one more person. It's Big Sean. Like he's the only <laughs> other person. The rest of the year that can drop something. And I'll be like, okay, I'll accept it. Everybody else, y'all, December is like hold month. Like nobody can drop nothing else. We gotta digest all the shit that's been in the new year, and I don't want shit else new unless there's, it's Big Sean.
1: There's one more for me, and who? that's Childish Gambino. He's supposed to be dropping his last. And. Okay. His last album he's supposed to be dropping. As Childish Gaming. I don't know whether that means is that he's going to start doing music under Donald Glover. But he said at the Pharaoh's show. Uh Uh-huh. Which was the one he did in. um, He's done two Pharaoh's shows. Which the Pharaoh's shows are interesting because they're kind of like offshoots shows. Uh Uh-huh. He did one in Joshua Tree, California. And it was literally you came and it was an experience. Like you stayed for the weekend. He had a whole VR experience wrapped around it with an app. Um, there is a second one that he did in Auckland, Australia mm-hmm. or New Zealand. I forget which one, where Auckland is, but let me be uncultured. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he did it in, I believe, Auckland. And that was just a couple weeks ago. and. Uh-huh what that resulted the first one in Joshua Tree resulted in the Awaken My Love album. Okay. Where he was just trying things out and did music there that he still like either he he shelved or put something else out. Um that just happened a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago.
0: hmm
1: He has a history of dropping in December, which everybody tells you not to do. Uh huh. But Awaken My Love, I'm pretty sure, it was dropped in December um, because the internet I believe was dropped in like October yeah which so he drops in, r- in nonsensical times nonsensical usually yeah now that he's a more established artist because apparently like they said only people who are extremely established usually drop in December because yeah. they can yeah, they, and got, usually, they got the clout for that.
2: They got the, the pull already. Exactly. Because so I think sense. Ross
1: dropped in in uh, December one time. This nigga Ross has been consistent. I yes. just
2: want to say that he has been consistent. He has a consistent motherfucker. Like, like, I, I I I didn't I didn't think he had it, but every album I'd be like, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> all right.
1: Okay. So um, I'm waiting. For, that's the one I'm waiting on. Okay. And I cannot Shalsy. wait for it. So the another one. uh, that I cannot leave as is an omission. Well, Trey Song's little baby and Jid and or uh, J I D and six yeah. nine um, all dropped in the yeah. past week. Yeah, I have not listened to any of them. I'm not gonna lie, to you. I've, my
2: girlfriend has been playing six or not six nine. Sorry, she's been playing Trey Song, so I've listened to it via <laughs> her. Um, it's it's actually pretty decent. Like, and I have it on my phone. It's just like. I don't know maybe it's the older you get the harder it is to find time to listen to shit now. It is. Cuz I'm like trying to like, like the fuck? Like I got to watch these shows, I got to catch up on this. Yep. I got to do this, but I can't listen to music here. I got to go to work, can't listen to music. Here. It's like god
1: damn. Man. I feel like you had a lot more downtime or time to just have music running yeah. in the background. Yeah, the
0: car rides not as long anymore. So nah. It's like damn.
1: Well, that's the one good thing I have right now is that I just changed projects from a project in Tampa to yeah. a project in New Jersey. I have to fly into Philly or Newark, and it's an hour and some drive. So now I've caught up on some of the podcasts that I that I normally listen to. Yeah. Um, and I've also caught up, I'm starting to catch up more music. Yeah. And I'm trying to do... It's still hard to juggle, though. It's huh? still hard to juggle all that. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely hard. And especially since I know, like, with this project, I come out every day dead tired yeah, and I'm like, okay, I go back to my room, and if I'm watching TV or I decide to just like hop on and hop on internet while listening to music, yeah, I'm not digesting it as much. I'm just it's mm-hmm. just kind of background background yeah. noise. Yep, but I said all that to say to the obvious omission so far is this meat meal album so far. So I've listened to part of it. What you think? What you think? I'm biased. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, you should know by now, especially how hard I've repped for my Philadelphia Eagles. How hard I've repped for the Philadelphia 76ers, especially uh during the NBA live um the NBA live episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm from southeastern Pennsylvania, close to that city. I was born in Philadelphia. I was raised in the Philadelphia suburbs. Mm-hmm. I remember Meek on it was pre World Star. It had to have been... Yeah. I don't know how we were getting it. It was and maybe so like it,
2: the, the braids meek, like the.
1: I remember the braids, the original meek, nappy braids, rapping on the side of like Diamond Street or Dolphin Street in North Philly. Yep. I remember that video, and I was like, "Oh, this is who's next up." Mm-hmm. From this is who the the state prop guys were talking about. This is the next guy. Mm-hmm. Then he went to jail, and then came back. So, <laughs> yeah, still making moves. And he's still making moves. Yeah. And then I see him rapping in a different way on this album.
2: And you know what? Well, let's just talk. Well, I we not to talk about it, but just to mention it. Like, after the whole him and Drake thing, mm-hmm. I was just like, this nigga's never going to be the same again. Like, we'll never see another Drake and Meek Mill record yeah. ever again. Like, I, I remember thinking <laughs> that, like, fuck, like, he had to go and, like, ruin that. But. Lo and behold, I think him going to jail getting out, I think it changed shit. But this mm-hmm. album, it's it 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 does sound completely different. It right. like it I like I don't even know what it is, and I guess maybe I'm just getting older, but I'm liking niggas who be talking about shit that's yeah. going on, as opposed to just like getting money mm-hmm. fucking bitches. Like granted he still has that in the yeah. song, but a lot of his album is about the system and you know how he was fucked and you know, even the uh what's free the track with Jay Z and Ross like mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. The intro, I'll, first off, I always judge his projects off the intro. I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. the, the intro just needs to, I just need a solid intro and I'm good.
1: The, the intro to this album is nuts. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that they have the, the Phil Collins the Phil? sample yeah. is, it does it justice because yeah. there's been a, especially lately, there's been, that's grated on my soul. And I can't remember if it was Takeoff or Offset or Young, I think maybe Young Thug, who used, um, Rocket Man mm-hmm. as a sample, and I, I was livid. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to go. Just I don't. I don't know where to find them, but I wanted to go open their ass. But, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I'm, I'm finding these people, but yeah. um and they'll probably, maybe I'll be famous one day, and they'll see me in the streets and smack me. Huh. Eh, hopefully, hey. put a camera on it, and then I get more famous. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not trying to troll or anything, yeah. but don't, don't be DJ academics. Don't be, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that motherfucker up. <laughs> I he he annoys me to no end. I if there's anybody I look at and I'm like, I can do your job better than you, it's academics. Yeah. And, and it, i don't know if he's gonna put out like the industry like career killer hit on me, but eh. But uh, yeah. is, is he at that level now? I don't do think that? he is. I don't think so, especially after I lost all respect after watching this nigga bob around in the pool with six with nine in the DR. Yeah. Like are you? No.
2: They like homies, homies. Like I was like
1: Yeah, but then he, he constantly like when Takashi does some fuck shit, yeah, throws him under the bus. And I'm like and then like disaffiliates like that just seems so fake to me. Like don't do it's that, bro. Like, that's gonna be your homie, be And I think that's your homie now.
2: How he built his clout like you know he just built it upon you know talking about people and you know having the latest
1: gossip whatever whatever so I, I think that's why he is the way he is like but that's why I never like I felt bad for Yachty when mm-hmm. buttons snapped on him on, yeah. on everyday show
2: <laughs> which was it's still funny still but, hilarious yeah. but I felt
1: Chill. bad for Yachty <laughs> I felt bad for Yachty but every time Joe was snap on academics I was like well, then he kind of had that coming. Yeah. Because, like, how he bitched up with uh, Vin... Uh, Vin not Vin, Vin... Staples. Vin Staples. Wait, wait, no, Vin no, Staples. no. Vic Mensa. Uh, Vic, Vic Mensa. Mensa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like... And then the way he... He, he sidelined the whole amigo shit. I was nah. like... Come on. Like, be yeah. loyal to somebody. Please. Please. Anybody. Like... Oh, God. Yeah. It just drives me nuts. And I'm like... The way he articulates things just pisses me off. Because I'm like... I can do that. Yeah. Just... I just need more people to listen to me <laughs> you know it's funny because
2: of him I've grown to like Joe Button more yeah and I didn't and I was like damn this thing is so like I, I I took it as like negative yeah. first. like I can and I see why people can take him as negative but he's just he's just a real ass nigga that's just super passionate so he talks with a lot of like hostility yeah so, so it takes a while once you get over that it's like okay so, I've grown to like... I, like I've grown to like this nigga. Like Joe yeah. Button is... He's, he
1: talks with a certain intensity. Now, yeah. And I'm glad he... I, a lot of people say this is weird, but I'm glad he's not rapping anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because toward the end of him rapping, he was doing basically love and hip-hop rap. And it was annoying because yeah. I know he could spit. Yeah. And so, I, I, was, a, I was a semi-Joe fan. And yeah. I was just like... It, it just... I like him more now, mm-hmm. but I still don't all the way like rock with everything he does. Like yeah. I don't listen to to his podcast just because, yeah. kind of because the other two guys annoy me somewhat. Oh, if they uh, have a good guest, Rory and um, uh,
2: Mar, wait, Ma, Maul Ma- Ma- ja. and Rory, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't value their opinions as much as I do Joe's. Yeah, yeah. so and then it's just, yeah, like I could
2: just do a pocket just listening to Joe. Like he's I've. I like him as a critic of hip hop, somebody yep. who used to be in it, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of understands That's a lot That's why more. I
1: think I like his show because yeah. I haven't caught a lot of it because it's like, I mean, you you understand Hotel Life, yeah? The TV you're not going to get Revolt yeah. in in mm-hmm. hotel, nope, in the United States right now, never, no. <laughs> no. So I have to catch it when it's on on uh, on TV when I'm home, yeah. and especially shout out to the homie um, Scotty Beeman, yeah, who co-hosts, who's Spelman alum and yep. dope as fuck. So she I I, I rock with that one mm-hmm. with Remy and everybody more than I do with yeah. his podcast. Yeah. So um but we kind of got off track. We were talking yeah. about Meek's album. The <laughs> <album's>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 you you get all well. But back
2: to me the album, like mm-hmm. you said, it it was it was everything I needed to be and more, honestly. Like this may be a classic album for him. Like, this may be something that just goes down as like
1: it is, one of his
2: top ish sort of product, not projects.
1: Not screaming as much. Mm-hmm. He's actually just out there just rapping. And yeah. I'm like, something Something in that last jail stint yep. really sat with him yep. and changed how, because like listening to him in interviews, it's like you grew up yeah, really is, fast this, yeah. and had to, and somebody got. He he has a purpose
2: now. Like he has a like he's found his purpose to be the voice of change in the criminal justice system. So I think that's what it is. Like he's just and like I, say, I grew and up. I,
1: it's so cool to see that. And it and it and it kind of lends itself to a lot of Philly guys who are there there is a, a very conscious part of Philadelphia and, and mm-hmm. black empowerment enriching in Philly that is there Uh but doesn't always there's always a lot of street shit around too Mm -hmm. so to see that and seeing somebody who was deeply ingrained in street shit yep who is loved by the streets in philly be able to get through hopefully to some of these kids it's gonna be dope yeah and and hopefully it's actually hopefully he can partner with the right people yep to make actual change. And it seems like it. I mean, he's got the ear of the, the owner of. Yep. He's got the ear of the, the governor, the mayor, and the owner of the Sixers and everybody I'm,
2: else. I'm hoping he's able to do something. Or if not, just use his platform, you know, mm-hmm. music, and, you know, continue to just have whatever information. Like, however, I hope he uses his art at least. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even if nothing. Crazy comes from him, you know, advocating for this, for him to use his art and kind of show people, like, you know, you ain't got to go down this path or you know do this or whatever it may be. I hope that I know I know something positive is gonna come out of it. I'll say that, like, for sure, but because this album was. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
1: Uh, and I'm I, like I said, I'm always biased, but I'm I'm gonna keep. This no, no, is something no, this, that's gonna be. This is a good one to be biased with, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, like, and this this album will be one that definitely you you're gonna listen to for a while. Like, there's a few that that dropped. Like, um, well, Kendrick's came out last year, right? Um, mm-hmm. but like Kendrick's album, you know, you can always throw that on. Yeah. You good? Like. Um, and this will definitely be a project that you can just throw. On I love going good.
1: back. To, I love going back to Kendrick albums because I always have to tweet. it was like, in case anybody's still wondering, "To Pimper Butterfly" still goes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just so y'all know, just so right? y'all know yeah. this album's still fire. Yeah,
2: and uh, you know, it. You know, who I didn't. I wasn't really that impressed with their album, hmm. Little Wayne's, The Carter Five. I he has some good songs on there. Yeah, like Mona Lisa. I think is one of the. The top
1: Mm -hmm. songs,
2: but it's just like he was rapping about stuff that I know he's not doing anymore, and I guess I think that's what kind of threw me out. I was like, all right, and I and
1: I I kind of voiced a little bit. Well, I've been voicing my opinions after the first time we listened to it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny that out of his top songs right now on iTunes, no problems with with Chance is still the first one. Yeah, like it's no. The top two songs are "I'm the One," which. I'm surprised people are still listening. I felt like that song was just not good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Khaled, Bieber, and him. So, okay, I I feel like that song wasn't that good, and I don't know how it got the radio play it did. But
2: it's, they had that uh, that stimulus package. To- oh yeah, oh yeah. And <laughs> to, then to so up.
1: no problems. I'm the one, but then uproar is the first one off the album is actually uproar. Okay. I feel like is has the nostalgia to it too. Yeah, and especially since I went to a club, I went to a Lounge, bar, club, whatever, when I was back home. Mm-hmm. And um, Uproar came on. And it's like, oh, we have that up north feeling again. Yeah, yeah. And it, it felt good. But I also... People like uh, Don't Cry, the woman with XXX X, X, X and Dash Young, but
2: Okay, yeah. I, I'm, like I'm playing I said, it in my head, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I didn't rock with him when I was alive because of the, the charges and everything when he yeah. was alive. But I will not speak... Bad of him, I hope. Yeah. It's sad that he had to learn a lesson the way he did, and bullshit, hopefully, his death has some good in inspiring people to get out of the, the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what's crazy? I don't know. Have you ever listened to any of his music? Some of it. I yeah. started. I started down the path of listening to it because uh-huh. I got into like the South Florida uh-huh. movement of hip hop for a little while, and that's how I and I went through it. I liked two people. I really liked two people. It was X until mm-hmm. I found out you know, all the rest of the bullshit. Yeah. And then I liked Denzel Curry. I still fuck okay. with Denzel
2: Curry. Yeah. Uh, but he, I asked that to say, he has made good music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it is good. I will definitely say that. Um, exactly. It's just I'm like, not crazy about it, but it's...
1: I can, see, I can see the appeal. Yeah. And it is good music. Yeah, I just it's not for me and yeah. I didn't want to support other antics yeah, So yeah um but I see the appeal I yep. see why people I don't know why people people go crazy over artists but he has yeah. he's now become kind of mythical at this point because everything has happened but
2: yeah you know how that shit goes but yeah. hey whatever yeah
1: <laughs> so what I want to do right now um so, actually ask you some rapid fire questions okay these are meant to be difficult you're probably I just want you to come and bring the first thing that comes to the top of your head okay and um, I'll even chime in on a couple of them to give you some some time to think okay um, so the first one who is your favorite m- musical artist of all time
2: oh shit uh, favorite like musical said, oh, favorite, oh this is off top is Chris Brown oh off top like, he's had the, the <laughs> biggest impact, in, like, of anybody in my life. Like, everything from every step of the way, but every... Yeah, Dope. hands down.
1: Okay. Okay. Who is your favorite music artist of the moment?
2: Uh, Of the moment? Who am I listening to really heavy at the moment? Ooh, shit. The moment. Hmm. Um there's uh it's a, it's the this is a no name guy um i just happened to stumble upon his music but uh zoe um like super like when i tell you like it's very small like a thousand followers still on like instagram wow. like like, like me and him still have conversations, but his music like really <laughs> relates. To, like I really like people who are starting out, as opposed to a lot of artists who are like mm-hmm. big, just because their music usually relates to where I am in life. So,
1: I'm so sorry. how do you spell that? Uh,
2: uh, Z a y o e. And his is kind of his kind of like the the rap sing, ish okay. bl- uh, blared line, but um a lot of his. music So would
1: is he be really... more like? Rap sing like a Chris Brown or rap sing like a Juice World.
2: Um, I'm not. I haven't really listened to Juice World, so I can't. Really well, I know
1: two songs about Juice World. To be honest with you, one is the one that he has with Future right now, uh, Find China, and then the one, uh, the the one that I felt like was a very slept-on song. It was, but it, it kind of like blew up to everywhere. Was um, oh, the one where he's talking about is ex and the girl that left him and is depressed and as a lot of music is right now. Yeah. Why is it escaping me?
2: Um, I
1: listen to it like twice a
0: day.
2: Hold on, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who, man, uh, who else I could compare uh, him to. Um, maybe like a "Lucid Dreams." Th- Jesus, "Lucid Christ. Dreams." I got to listen. I'm going to listen to both of those songs. Um, yeah, I haven't. And then that's the, it, like literally, I'm discovering new people all the time, like people who like are still mm-hmm. big, like you know what I'm saying? Because I could go probably on Twitter and find like a whole fan base for oh, yeah. for him, and you'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> this But so like, um, it's it's just too much, too many mm-hmm. selections, too many choices to keep up with everybody. Maybe when, in my younger days I used to be better, but now it's like I know like the main people, mm-hmm. and then I know some 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 sub people yep. in, in there like you know what I'm saying but um
1: almost forgot about this the, um and this is just a, a reminder mm-hmm. the next question I'm going to ask you is your favorite album mm-hmm. so I'll let you marinate on that while sure. I quickly say I listened to the first half of Diplomatic Ties which was an album by Diplomats mm-hmm. which I was excited about it was actually very good like I was I was surprised at how much I was enjoying it I was never a big Cam Dipset uh-huh. Diplomats fan yeah I was a fan of Jewel's and was a huge like to a to a fault almost not a fault, but I was a huge fan of Juels, but not a big fan of Cam, especially after he kind of changed his, his flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to see them all back together, and this album was actually it was good, it was it was it was good, and it's nine tracks, so it's it's sit down and digestible. It's only it's thirty three minutes long. It's not too bad, yeah. Exactly. You can uh-huh. get through it and enjoy it and be like, okay, that was something mm-hmm. I like. And then go back to the tracks that you, you enjoy. Because it's like the there's a track with Tor- uh, Tory Lanez and Lox and Trav and Belly.
2: Speaking of that, I actually appreciate what Kanye did making those um, albums just seven tracks. I like very oh, well, easy I, to, you know what I'm saying? Say to like, just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was an easy listen. Like, you could just listen anywhere it was. It wouldn't hold you super long. It wasn't I a feel whole like lot of tracks. Or the nothing.
1: Sweet Spot is for me, like those mm. albums are like they're good for being short. Yeah. But um and that you, you can get through quickly and enjoy and then go back. Yeah. And I feel like still the sweet spot is like nine or ten tracks. Yeah. I I I
2: agree. I I would say the most and this is pushing it. Yeah. I would I'm I'm gonna say like twelve.
1: Yeah. That's like the most. Maybe Anything over that, like maybe have a skit in there to be one of those those tracks. Yeah, so <laughs> something, something very entertaining to yeah. like tie it all in. So I'm t- and that's I think that's the sweet <laughs> spot because these really long albums, I don't feel like there's people are gonna ha- be able to enjoy them anymore. Yeah. And I also feel like there's like filler. So like Lil Wayne's album had a ton of tracks. I feel like there are six in the middle. You could just yep. rip them joints out, put them to the side, yeah. throw them on a mixtape, put them exactly. on a pre mixtape, exactly, and.
2: And I only think the reason why it's so long is just because we had waited, you know. Yeah, I think like, I feel like he felt bad. Like okay, so it's, yeah, gonna, you know, what it's I'm just gonna forever. give out all of this. And there's no, I feel like his vault of music unreleased is like ridiculous. Stuff. Probably,
1: he's probably just sitting there doing shit all day. That's why I feel like Kanye has a has yeah. a huge because what was the thing that um Charlamagne said that he was like yeah when I went out Charlamagne was in Calabasas mm-hmm. went to the studio listened to an entire album and. When he when the new album came out uh-huh. and he went to Wyoming, he was like, "Yeah, that was I, none of what I heard the first time <laughs> was what was released
2: as the album." Yeah, and it's also Kanye, so I feel like it. He could have changed that shit so much. Too, yeah, from that time, you wouldn't, you, wouldn't even know. you know you know how he is. So <laughs> that's not surprising. It could have been similar, but I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like his vault is ridiculous as well. Yeah. All
1: right, favorite
2: album. Oh shit! Uh, favorite album. Mm. This is, uh, this is a hard one favorite album.
0: <laughs>
2: I can't even give you a favorite album. I don't know who I like listen to like the whole out- al- like still to this day the whole album that I listen to. I don't know that I can give you a favorite album damn no i not
1: even like Chris Brown's first albums. <laughs>
2: That's 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 a classic. I mean, I could throw that on, and that's. I mean, if I had to choose one, maybe, but <laughs> it's so man, It's a rough. Whole, mm, a whole album, shit. Oh, um, cause you got. Fuck, I'm probably. Mm, I might say college dropout just to. Man, that just is one a, of
1: my. That was one of the ones that I can always. Yeah. Go like, to like early
2: Kanye was just oh my god, Fire. fucking nuts, genius. Like I fucking love
1: those. I'm telling you the yeah. the all all of them. <laughs> yeah, those early ones. College Dropout is man. a very good one. What? How old were you when College Dropout came out?
2: College Dropout came out. Shit, I was still watching 106 in Park and shit. Because um, it,
1: it came out in 2004.
0: 2004 so I was leaving
1: high school going into college
2: I was in middle school
1: Sounds like yeah. right. I was in middle
2: school because <laughs> yeah, I graduated high school 2008 so it was like middle school to high school like that mm-hmm. little, little transition period I guess uh, Yeah. yeah man yeah,
1: but, um, but and I didn't even appreciate it then. Like it was yeah, still, yeah, it was good to me then. But, but now, as you like get older, the yeah, more you settle yeah, into it. Man, yeah, that's, just, that's and that's an earmark of good music is mm-hmm. as you grow, you discover more about it and you relate to it more, or yeah. it'll take you back to a place. Yep, and they'll remind you so much of a place where you yep. were, in, and you're like, "Yo, this was great." I think that's why I enjoy Take Care so much. Because mm-hmm. um, Take Care is a monster too. What is your Favorite song of
2: the moment. Favorite song of the moment. Um, hmm, hmm. I've been listening to um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Joyner Lucas and Tory Lanez. To well, mm-hmm. no, it's not beef, but just their rap battle. Uh, so I've been listening to both of their versions of Liddy again
0: <laughs> that
2: dissing each other. So that, those two would probably be my I'll say my under the radar song, and then my favorite would be Mona Lisa by uh, Lil Wayne yeah i love- I like love rap and storytelling, like if you tell a vivid story, a story. of something and you lead us down this path, it's like fucking amazing man
1: Storytelling. one of these <clears throat> one of these episodes, I want to do a whole discussion about favorite storytelling mm-hmm. songs and rap, yeah because there's so many good ones, like if you starting. Going way back to Slick Rick and mm-hmm. going up to the, the Ghetto Boys and yep. Lupe and yep. DMX. I remember some of the first like storytelling I fell in love with was uh, Damien and the, the trilogy of Damien on mm-hmm. DMX albums. It was just, I was probably shouldn't have been listening to it at the age because I remember I, I had nightmares off listening to It's Dark and Hell Is Hot, I think, because mm-hmm. I had to listen to it somewhere my parents couldn't hear me listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was at night. We yeah. headphones on, and I was like, this is probably not the best thing to be listening to. However, <laughs> <But, laughs> no, I'm going to continue listening Exactly. To it. And Damien was the, the story of the devil influencing him to do a whole uh-huh. bunch of shit. And it had three parts to it. Yeah. And I think the third one had like Marilyn Manson on it. It was fire. Yeah. Like, and then Love that shit. Love. All the way up through Lupe's storytelling has yep. always been phenomenal. So yeah. that'll be a, a topic. Um, I have to give mine because I, I like to keep 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 people updated of favorite songs I'm to, which is actually outside of the hip hop genre right now. Mm-hmm. Is the Lost in Japan remix mm-hmm. by uh, Sean Mendez and Zedd. Okay. And ever since I've I, ever since I figured out that Sean Mendez and Charlie Puth were two different people, um, <laughs> that I've been enjoying both of their music individually, uh-huh. and this one. It had Japan in the title So I was like Of course I'm going to listen to it oh, yeah. And then we'll get to your trip to Japan In a second Fucking amazing yeah. <laughs> um, But it's he, I heard the original And then I heard the remix With Zed And it's I love this song Yeah And it's its a cool song to listen to It's a normal pop song Yeah But it just Has a good contrast of He's missing someone And saying Hey I can fly Yeah uh, Fly into Japan And, and meet you Um Tonight. Zed has been making some movie.
2: good good songs. There's Zed, a few songs of Zed that I like. I can't think Zed. of the name of them, but as soon as I hear them oh, yeah. I'm like, that's it. Like
1: Zed Zed is Zed is a uh, beast. And 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 I've enjoyed him. I think did I see him at Coachella? I may have. I'm not hundred percent sure. I saw so much at Coachella. I'm sure. There's, <laughs> <nice>. there's always <laughs> a lot to see at Coachella. So that payment for this for this Coachella ticket just came out of my account too. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna try to when the, when they the new tickets drop i think i'm going to try to buy two mm-hmm. sell them and then um flip them for a vip ticket
2: oh okay so yeah. like
1: i think i'm going to try to buy two more of the general admissions mm-hmm. and then sell all three of them to buy a vip and hopefully who's win. who's
2: on do they do they announce anybody on Not the yet. ticket
1: they always they always announce about 2 weeks before they Drop the tickets. Okay. Is, okay. Also, uh,
2: oh, I guess last year knowing or this year knowing Beyonce was there was because of the whole. Wait, was that this year? Yeah. Yeah. Was because she canceled last year because they're having a baby. Correct. On the only reason. Okay. Correct. Makes and
1: sense. So. Um. So that that's my my current one. Um. What is one artist you would list? Ugh. I always screw this question up. You guys, I, I gotta find a better way to to word it. What is one artist you wish you listened to more?
2: I wish I listened to more. Yep. Um. I wish I had listened to more Wale when I was in college. Hmm. Cause I would hear about him,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I just never really gave it a listen. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, like, um. You know, some of my roommates just be like, "Oh, like if you like this song, you would love his, you know, yeah. uh, older stuff." I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." And um, so yeah, I would definitely say Wilder.
1: That's a very good one actually, because mm-hmm. a lot of people. I I feel like I listened to enough of him mm-hmm. to because to, I was a I was a fan after like mixtape about nothing and then the album about nothing and then the the stuff like all the albums in between. Like I I've enjoyed his music, yeah, and it's just I feel like he takes these breaks that are a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. He also kind of needs to get his drinking under control because when he told a story on The Breakfast Club of him uh, being drunk while his child was being born, he was in the delivery room. Was
2: this recently or this was like the
1: time? F- I, I want to say it was maybe a year or two ago. Okay, okay. I was like, hopefully he's gotten this under control. <laughs> yeah. um, and the last one, who do you? what artists do you put people on? Because you just put me on Zay O.E., but um, what artists do you say, hey man, you should probably go take a look at Listen
2: to this um <laughs> this is this is a bad one i like of course, I don't fuck with him at, like he's a funny person, but there's also a lot of shit surrounding him, but um six nine <laughs> i I just like the hypeness of the music like it's it it's no substance to it at all there's it's not supposed to be you know it's not like the deepest shit ever, even mm-hmm. his song titles. It's fucking trash. Like, like <laughs> ba-ba, blah, blah, fee-fee, like, all the shit. You'd be like, hey, could you not have... And it kind of makes me mad that he raps and, like, gives a little effort, but he makes... It, like, he, he just, like, charts every time. And it's like, because to, like, a real artist, like, you kind of look at that and you're like, nigga, I've been doing comedy for, like, forever. <laughs> and, like, take this serious, but, like, you got a nigga, granted, comedy and rap art, they're similar, but just different lanes and whatever. But it's like, you fucking... You just chart and you just don't try. But his music is like hype and it reminds me of like uh walk o'clock when walk Flock was yep. you know, during college. So, so it's awesome, like yeah. you working out or you wanna just like fucking just listen to some shit that to get you hype real quick. Yeah. His his music, I'll definitely <laughs> and I put uh I put my roommate on or DJ, um, uh, essentially I put him on and I was just be like I don't know what it is about it, but it's just <laughs> I don't know, he yeah. got me. Just like I appreciate the lane. I, I just
1: his shenanigans surrounding him yeah. are what drive me nuts. Yeah. So I can understand that though. Yeah. So what I want to do, speaking of, of you and comedy is let's take a break and then come back and okay. talk some more about your comedy and everything else. Cool. All right. All right. Be back in a second. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is PJ Alex still here with, The one, the only comedian, Lonnie. Yeah. Just had a great conversation about music and his taste in music and how, and the last thing you had kind of said was comparing the rap game to the comedy game. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of get into talking about you and kind of hearing where you come from and what you do now. So just to, to get people who are not hip, which is. I'm surprised that people haven't who are listening to me haven't heard of you uh what type of what do you do? what do you consider yourself
2: um I guess everybody's trying to call themselves uh, social media influencers, but I doubt I've influenced people to uh <laughs> buy any certain type of products or anything but um <laughs> i'm a social media comedian i mean I, that's what i say um and then you of course you got stand up comedians who get mad at that because it's like, oh, you don't do stand-up, whatever, uh, but, um, so, yeah, I just social media comedian, or entertainer, I mm-hmm. guess, or, you know,
1: so, what, what got you started, and interested in doing kind of the stuff you do, the, the, either the sketch comedy, or just doing,
2: um, well, I've always, you know, kind of been a funny, more so funny individual, or, you know, kind of always wanted to entertain people, so, um, Ever since a kid, and uh, when I was in high or not, not high school, college, um, the Chappelle show had, like, just went off, mm-hmm. uh, what was that, my freshman year, I think it was my sophomore, freshman or sophomore year, Chappelle show had just went off, so mm-hmm. that was, like, in my head, not really knowing that there was other sketch comedy out there, um, or not even knowing that YouTube really existed. I mean I knew YouTube existed but not knowing that people did sketch comedy on YouTube I was just like there's a void right here <laughs> like there's nobody doing sketch comedy so I'm going to do it and uh me and my friend we put we you know started writing and we um went over to Clark to get airtime on their little CAU network mm-hmm. um and they agreed um, so we were going to do it on TV and I'm like, oh, okay, shit. so about to be, I have a TV show on TV, but you know, comedy and my type of comedy, it involves cussing and all that stuff. So it's very hard to create videos that would go well for
0: mm-hmm. the okay.
2: network. So then I was just like, all right, YouTube, you could just put it on YouTube, build up fans and, um, yeah, I just started on there and then. You know how it always is, like, once you start doing something, that's when you find out that there's like a billion other people doing it to me, like, <laughs> fuck. So, um, yeah, I just started doing that, doing my own little production, bought a camera, and um, just been making videos ever since.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So, what was your kind of first hint of success, or your first video that kind of went out there?
2: Um. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's different levels of success, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So, um, the first video I ever did, I'm like literally refreshing the page, like just watching the views, like, and they're not moving. It's like one or two views. I'm like, oh, oh damn. Like, how do you get millions? I'm, I'm thinking like, you just put it out there and the internet will just take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I did like a Trey songs goes to college video mm-hmm. and, um, that that did decent, and then then I ended up teaming up with this other guy in school, and we did like um we did um what do we call it uh it was uh, roasting roasting games mm-hmm. and basically where people just stand in like yeah. roast each other so, and then that took off like like websites were starting to post it and stuff like that, and um made world star. So I think I think that's one of my first videos that made World Star, and I wasn't even in the video. I just produced it essentially, just edited, <laughs> it, shot it, and um, I was I was like the host of it, whatever mm-hmm. we called it. Um, and then like other like so, then World Star, and then it was like then it was becoming a regular thing to be on World Star. So I was like, okay, like all right, I'm getting some, some kind of fame here, maybe not really. <laughs> and then like Vine and all of that stuff came out, Instagram video, and then had a few. Videos go viral on there, and then like Complex started posting me, and so it was like it's like different levels and and more um, world star posts, and um, then I got contacted by uh, what was it uh, Ridiculousness, mm-hmm. and um, it was another show, and they wanted to use one of my clips and paid mm-hmm. paid me for it, and I was like oh shit, so dope. <laughs> so it's like it's it's been like every year has been like a different level of success, I guess you could say. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. Hey, there's like, it's just different. It's just like, all right, I'm at that bar. Now
1: I'm going to the next bar and keep going higher and higher. So, so do you feel like, what, what do you feel like makes you more excited? Like creating new content or producing things or just kind of the fact that you can kind of be under your own wing? Um,
2: I think the thing that excites me the most is the fact that for however long I have somebody's attention, I can make them forget about everything that goes on in their life. Mm -hmm. So whether or not their girlfriend just broke up with them, whether or not somebody passed away in the family or they're about to lose their job or whatever it may be, I can literally make them forget about all of that in that, whether it's six seconds or whether it's Five minutes or a minute, whatever it is, like they can forget about all of their problems. So I think that's what excites me the most and what gets me to realize, like, all right, this is my passion to entertain people.
1: So. That's dope. That's super dope. So I know kind of talking to artists and creatives and everything, you have things that are popular,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: you also have things that you personally enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. What of your, your comedy sketches, characters, anything do you enjoy doing or being or having the most to put
2: out there, um I don't really know um right now it's been a it's been a weird time for me creative wise I haven't been really been into creating anything um I just i don't know I've lost the drive, I don't know it's just writer's block not even it's not even writer's block, it's just a different like I don't know. I produce. I helped produce a movie for somebody, and it was like, this is a lot. It was a lot of work that <laughs> went into it. It was a whole lot of work that went into it, and I was just like, is this what I want to do? Like, do I want to put all this work into creating something? And so, it, I, I say that to say it took the fun out of it. So now I don't know. That's a hard question for me to answer because it's like eh, nothing has really got me back to that. Mm A place of wanting to create And been enjoying anything yet Um, So I can't That's a hard one to answer I can't
0: Mm.
1: So I I can understand that Now and what I've noticed a lot of times Is that everybody's career has like Turning points Or just not even turning points Mm -hmm. But just like points of reflection Mm -hmm. So I think they're very important Because then you can At that point is where you can kind of retool And figure out Okay this is what I really want do or how I really want to approach it. So I think it's important to take these lulls and times and then find the motivation of what yeah. makes you want to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I had to do that a lot with the, this podcast mm-hmm. where I was just like, I was doing it for a while just to say I did it. And then at one point it was just like, I realized how much I missed it when I wasn't yeah. doing it. Cause I had some personal stuff come up in my life yeah. and it was just like that shook everything, but I it also kind of made me think to myself, like, yo, what am I actually doing? And now that I'm actually doing it, I, I feel like this what what was the void in my in my my my, my life and I was like I really enjoyed when I could just get on the mic and talk mm-hmm. and enjoy my podcast yeah. and say it was something that I made and, and that was something that Lit the fire under me. Uh huh. So I feel like everybody needs those those reflection points.
2: Yeah. But um I agree. I would definitely agree. So hopefully mine comes back soon. <laughs> hopefully. I think it will, because
1: I, and I think I don't know if you've had it heard had people question you on it yet. Because I know when you have any amount of fans, they're gonna ask like, "Hey man, where, where you been? What's going on?" Yep. And so I don't know I'm if you've had those people reach out to you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like
2: the hard, I get. I think the hardest thing for creative people too is like when you see yourself put in all this work. Mm-hmm. And I guess the return on investment, I like to look at things a lot like a business. Like it's just like. All right, if I'm going to put this much into it, like what am I going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't do that with some with your passion and you know certain crafts because it does hinder it, and you're more so focused on making money or all of that stuff. So that that did hinder it, but it's like, do I do this to try to make a living off of this? I mean, granted, you still got to eat, you still got to yeah. That's that that the hardest. Not.
1: That's the hardest point. Is do you? You know, every we have day jobs. Mm-hmm. Everybody has these day jobs where you, you you have to keep the bills paid. You have to keep the lights on. You got to yep. take care of your mama. You got to take care of your nieces and nephews and whoever Some way, Somehow, you. yep. Somehow you got to do it. But at the same time, your passion is not necessarily what's going to pay the bills all the time. Exactly. And I've listened to a lot of um uh Tim Ferriss show, mm-hmm. which is he's he's the four hour work week, four hour body. Yeah. He's that dude. Yeah, and right he him. interviews people, tribe of mentors, which I had the book sitting right next to me. Damn it. I don't know what I did with it. I oh, don't know. It's on my shelf over there. Um, he interviews people to break down success. And it's just like, those points are very, the 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 points where you have to kind of make that, okay, this is going to be the thing I'm doing. And yeah. you got to kind of leap at it. But at the same time, nigga, I like having a roof over my head.
2: Uh, tell me about it. Tell, <laughs> like, it's just, and then I, I like I guess I'm I always look into the future, like, this is the type of life I wanna live. So mm-hmm. how can I set myself up to do these things? So videos have took a back seat and I'm like investing more and mm-hmm. doing things of that nature to just like all right, that way I ain't gotta worry about money. But I realize if you just put in the hours in your craft, you can essentially turn it into A profit. It's just, it's just the. I guess it's just hard to decide which route to go, and you know, what's for you might be different. Like for me, it might be better for me to go the investment route as opposed to just putting hella money into or hella time into videos and stuff. I don't know. It's just, but the next person there, they might be the opposite of me. So it's like, I don't know. (laughs) It's hard. It's it's hard to say.
1: Yeah, it's definitely difficult. But I one thing I will apologize. on is you've made. Some huge strides, into to I think you have just having a fan base mm-hmm. and seeing where you are. I would hope that you could 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 figure it out, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's cool. I like I didn't know um, the movie you helped produce. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about this. Yeah. So what was? Tell me a little bit about that. Is it out? Is yeah, yeah,
2: of- it's out. Um, it, it was a uh, with spoken reasons. Um, mm. a lot of you know a lot of mm-hmm. people are familiar with uh, him. Uh, he
1: has an interesting path
2: very interesting um so the movie it takes place in it starts in like florida Mm -hmm. with him and then he brought like the production well he essentially filmed my parts and the parts that i helped produce in atlanta Mm -hmm. so it's like him running from florida to atlanta to get away from some shit um it's on youtube uh it's on his channel and i think he um he just texted me the other day to say oh, he was sending, sending me a physical DVD. I think he's like selling the DVD as well. It's like a two hour movie. Oh, wow. I didn't even know it was going to be that long. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It, God, nigga, who knew you were making a whole fucking two hour movie and putting it on YouTube? Um,
1: he would be, maybe. I just, I remember when there was legit YouTube beef between him. Dormtainment yep. and some other guys, Emmanuel Hudson. Yep. You know, yep, And I was like, "This is there can be beef anywhere, man."
2: Yeah, it's it's hilarious because so obviously when I started doing YouTube, Dormtainment was bigger than than us, or bigger than me at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they still are. Um, and we would try to work with them, and then we kind of got into like just we we became cool with them and knew. Like them And they were kind of They kind of Disclosed what happened With him in Spoken Reason yeah. But it, it wasn't like
1: A full Yeah, yeah
2: So it was It was kind of crazy And then um, Emmanuel And, and Them They kind of Came Blew up You know Off the Ratchet The Ratchet Girl thing Yeah and, and then they he got into a spoken reason whatever whatever the case was and I don't know and I and I for the longest I've been trying to figure out what happened or what about this person <laughs> has like because for the longest I was just like it probably is spoken reasons so that's what I that's what I thought I was like it's probably him but then I met him and he was cool a um, little different I, but I think that comes with you know experience he's dealt with more stuff than I has yeah. you know he was on the top of the YouTube at one point yeah. and. You know, so when you, you when you at the top, you got everybody pulling at you. You got all of this stuff going on, a lot of this and that. So just talking to him, I can tell that he's like been
1: through some shit. Yeah.
2: Like you, you can just <laughs> tell, like, because I remember no, 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 no. I,
1: I definitely remember like that whole era, because like Dormtainment got a lot of their start because they were a part at Georgia State and part of Clark. Yeah, or something, and then something like a that. A yeah. lot of their original like production at Clark. Yeah, and then I remember we would see them. We would just like randomly see them around because it's not like they were. I mean, Atlanta is a big small town. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. you, you see everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Or and somebody, then, like yeah. I ran into Emmanuel Hudson because he was hosting um, Greek picnic. Okay, the one year. So, or the, I don't know if he was hosting or if he was just there. Mm-hmm. 'Cause I mean it's a Greek pick Yeah. Fine ass girls. Like yeah. everybody gonna be there. <laughs> of course. Um, it's a good ass time. And so it was just and then following Dorm whole like path has been their path from being in Atlanta to moving out to LA yeah. to people dropping out because of issues and then people staying on. that's yeah. interesting. And then to see them pop up on Brilliant Idiots like yeah. a couple weeks ago was right. I was like, oh, and my Good thing, to see y'all still plugging? the one thing I always I
2: always hated I uh, and it was it so when you create, obviously like you always when you first start out, you always doing it on your own mm-hmm. One thing about them they're always like it was always well, it was six of them now it's five, whatever
0: yeah
2: and I was just like, with five, six people. You're splitting the workload. You know, it's so much easier. Like, it's not as much yeah. pressure. And I always, I always expected more of them or more from them. I mean, granted, they are doing their thing, but I always wanted them to like, just kind of take things into their own hands and just like make a movie. Yeah. Or, I mean, granted, not everybody wants to necessarily make a movie. You know, I, it, it's a lot of work, like making a movie. But I was like, damn, come on, y'all, like, y'all can do this. Y'all yeah. have the amount of people. Y'all have the talent. Y'all are already funny. Like, but. That was just always my thing. I was like, give me like four more people that I can consistently <laughs> like rely on, and
1: and I think I, I I just I, I think they didn't want to go the whole independent indie route, yeah. And but they were already that route. They if they you were. think about it, they were. Uh-huh. And I don't understand all of why they they didn't yeah. just double down on them. Excuse me, double down on themselves. Yeah, which. If you wanted to be part of a network or an entity, that is what you guys wanted to do. If that's the situation that you wanted to be in, go for it. That's yeah. that's you. I applaud you. Get money. Yeah. But I feel like they could have been like the – like I don't want to say Kevin Hart did it all on his own because he didn't, but he yeah. did. But I feel like if they would have doubled down invested just in themselves and said, hey, we're going to make this thing and see how it goes. Yeah. And I feel like they had, like, the Comedy Central show for a while. They just had something that was coming out on another network. Yeah, I've heard about that, too. I can't remember what. Yeah, and that's why they were on. That's what they were promoting while they were on Brilliant Idiots. But I just, and I just, I have issues with everything, anything behind a paywall sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, like. If you're on YouTube Red and stuff like that, it's it's tough, especially because YouTube Red is like a fledgling network. So it's just, I wish they had doubled down on themselves. Yeah. And it's never, never, I don't know. Something good is going to happen for yeah. them continuously. But yeah. I just can't figure out exactly where it's going to put in it, put in itself in there yet yeah i
2: i mean yeah like everybody's path is different so let me not create their path for them like whatever and they've been doing a good job they have don't don't let me you know make (laughs) it sound like they're not doing good enough but i always just thought about that i was just like damn like y'all have the resources to because that's like the hardest part getting consistent people you can count on Mm -hmm. to execute your vision like that so that's why and a lot of people say like oh like everybody like putting on wigs and impersonating girls like because it's hard to find girls that can act or girls that will be consistent Mm -hmm. and act and that you can continue to use like it's so hard so that's why (laughs) you got people playing both parts it ain't
1: Yeah, niggas don't want to do
2: this like it's just like hell it's easier for me to count on just me and make the video as opposed to like oh hitting up somebody oh you're not available or the day of the shoot five minutes before yeah uh, is is it okay like we cancel I'm not really feeling well or I'm I'm not feeling the prettiest (laughs) me Mm like no like I I planned everything around this Mm -hmm. exact moment right here like I I need you like
1: so speaking of girls and I know I don't know if this is a a sore topic or anything (laughs) or what's going on because I have no clue but I've noticed a lack of work you working with someone that you I feel like you've built a lot of videos with and that's Lauren
2: uh yeah uh, that's the, that's the question i get asked the most i was
1: about to say oh I, my I goodness can't be the only person this the question.
2: comments are every time i put up something or she puts up something it's like where's lauren or where's lonnie like <laughs> we want to see y'all back making videos and it's crazy that you got to kind of watch who you build a brand with because once you get started and people kind of see you with somebody they just oh, they just latch is. on yeah, yeah. so and that's why, I like, even, like, my girlfriend now, like, I don't even, like, put her in videos or anything like that. Because I didn't even want my audience to get attached to somebody else who could possibly just end up leaving. Right, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, it's just, like, I, and I hate those questions. Like, what happened to this? What happened to that? And it's, like, uh, but, um, I don't know. I guess we just got to a point where it's just, like, I don't know. Just We kind of just, it, it, and it wasn't even a, a discussed thing. It was just, like, we just parted ways. We just never talked again. And it just... So now it's just comments filled with, where's this person? Where's that person? So, I mean, who knows what the future holds, but I, I haven't talked to her, and I don't even know when the last time I talked to her, to be honest. It's been some months, for sure. But, um, yeah, I guess we just got to a point where it's just, like, better for us to grow separately. And we lived on different parts of the city. She Her work schedule, my work schedule just got to it It got... Uh, it became a lot to ju- uh to juggle the two, so it just it just slowly just dissipated and that's
1: understandable sometimes yeah. sometimes with like friendships working relationships anything they can drift apart, Yep. and we've all experienced that, mm-hmm. so it's not and and it may not have a specific point or instance or yeah. event it's just kind of things kind of just go yeah. in opposite directions yeah. so it's in and, and People from the outside, when you get associated with somebody for so long, yeah, people are are always inquisitive and always are like, oh, well, what's going on? Because yeah. we they don't know the nature of the of of the friendship relationship, working yeah. relationship. They don't know what they is just, all going on. They, they, just, they just
2: go off of what you put out. Yeah. So if you you know put out these <laughs> type of videos, they're gonna of course assume like okay, and that's that's like even when I've met other creators and. People who are in similar situations, like um, people who film with girls often. You know like mm-hmm. like the same girl often. Like they'll they'll even ask me, I'm just like, Well, are you and the girl you film with? Like are y'all together? Like are y'all <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. you should know what it is. So it's funny to me when when people ask me but I'll just be like Did know. you
1: get tired of the asking if y'all were actually in a relationship?
2: Um I didn't get I didn't get tired of it. It's more so um I, how did it, I didn't get tired of it. I guess the 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 effect of it I got tired, mm-hmm. of, like because it would affect negatively upon my girlfriend. She would kind of feel away, yeah. like, like, well, you got all these people thinking that you and this girl are together mm-hmm. when me and you together, and then it became like, oh, it kind of became about public validation, or like now you got to like not shoot certain type of videos because the perception, and then. Mm-hmm her family follows me so they see a certain type of skit they're like texting her and it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's just the skit like so even when i do like car rants it's like oh my goodness like if i tell a story about a relationship or anything they're oh, texting her it. like yeah. oh so you made him do it and it's like no no like and then <laughs> she will she'll even like text me mad about it and i'm just like I made that up. I don't even have a kid that I talked about in the video, so you should know that the story isn't true. Like You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so it even blurs the line for her. So mm-hmm. it's like that whole aspect of it kind of pisses me off. But Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> what can you do about it? it, it and, and like you said, it's when you, you build that association with someone. Mm-hmm. And as, as we all know, fans, especially people on the internet are not rational. You can't tell them anything. Nope, not at all. <laughs>
2: not at all. Negative always wins every time, too. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Negative will always win <laughs> every time.
1: So is that aspect kind of draining? Or, and do you have anything... Have you been recognized in either a positive or negative way somewhere? And been like, okay, this is a little extra. Um,
2: I haven't been recognized negatively yet. And I hope it never never really happens um but positively yeah like it's it's kind of funny because now that i haven't been putting out videos i've been kind of getting recognized a little bit more (laughs) um but um and it's always funny when i'm with somebody like if i'm with like my mom like for the longest my mom did not believe like me making videos was like anything she was just like (laughs) you're wasting money you're wasting time like what are you doing down there she always saw it as that until we went down to Florida, and we're in Walmart, and we're looking for, like, some utensils. And I stopped and asked one of the Walmart workers, yeah, where are your utensils? And the guy keeps staring at me, and I'm just like, yo, where are your utensils at? And <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, they over here, and he keeps looking at me weird, and he's like, don't I know you? And I'm like, I mean, no, I'm not from around here, like, you don't know me. So he's walking with us, he's trying to show us, and he keep, he's still staring. He's mm-hmm. like, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, I don't know where you know me from. Like, maybe I just got a familiar face. So then he, we get to the utensils, and, he, and he's like, you're a dude from YouTube. Oh, my God. Like And just, like, goes crazy. And, like, my mom is, like, sitting there like, oh, shit. So, like, he actually, like, people actually know him. Like, this is, this is real. So it was, like, that was, like, probably the best feeling to me to, like, It's kind of like in your face, like told you, like I am actually doing something. So that was probably one of the best moments I've ever had just to just for her to see that it the work that I'm putting in is actually paying off and and touching lives out here. So that was pretty good.
1: Very cool. So that that's that's always cool. And part of the reason I want to do kind of get into the YouTube space Mm -hmm. and with me wanting to venture into the YouTube space what type of advice would you give somebody to say, "Hey, this is I have an idea for something," mm-hmm. and because I don't want to quite tell people what I want to do yet, because I haven't started filming it yet. Yeah, and when I, I we'll talk about it what it is off camera. Gotcha. I mean off mic, but excuse me. So what would you tell somebody? What What do you need to get started? And then what kind of like advice could you throw out there?
2: Um, to get started, just to get started, just have an idea and a a plan of execution. Like, how are you going to do it? Um, and it's and find what works for you as well, because just like it's it's so hard to say, cause I, I'm I'm almost kind of like quality over quantity type of like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know which one really wins. Like I hear the the saying all the time and. I'm in this now mode of like it's better to produce as much as you can as quick as you can with little cost, little time but I also appreciate projects a little more when the quality is there, you know, Mm -hmm. when they take the time to you know, drop when they only drop maybe once once every three to six months versus somebody who's putting out a Ten videos a day or five to ten videos. So it's like just find out what works for you and what's gonna make you happy with the process because I've done both. I've took taken a lot of time to create something and I was like, alright, this is gonna be the one that like takes off. And then I video just did okay. Mm-hmm. And then some bullshit. Just film on front the front camera on the iPhone. Like not even <laughs> not even the, the highest of quality. You know what I'm saying? Just throw it up and it's like going crazy and i'm like <laughs> huh but i also appreciate the art in it so it's like do you do the quality or do you do the quantity mm-hmm. and um so i would say just find what works for you like if if you are a person that appreciates the quality and everything then take your time to get it right and do it how you want to do it but if you it that doesn't really concern you just do it just get out there do it and if you find a method that works just stick to it don't try to switch it up don't try to like try something new like just go with what works for you Mm -hmm. and works for your fan base so if you see like this type of video is is growing the fastest just continue to do that type of video you can you can slowly put new things in there to get people accustomed to it so when you get where you want to be you don't just switch up Mm -hmm. but just just continue to do that type of video that's that's probably the best thing that i've seen just do that and um advice just don't don't stop don't listen to anybody don't listen to anybody else like don't listen to anybody's negative opinion let me say that like mm-hmm. cuz a lot of times that'll deter you from it or maybe it'll give you the fuel to keep going but uh you know you can't take you can't take everybody's advice or if you do, just take what works for you from that advice. Yeah. Like if I tell you don't make a three minute video because of this, 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 and that, like only one of those reasons may apply to you yeah. and your three minute video. So
1: the other thing I, I think I'm pulling from from your answer mm-hmm. is consistency. Yeah, because it, it seems like the more consistent you are, that that even if nobody's watching them at first, yeah, just keep keep putting something out. Yeah, and keep so keep going with it until something hooks in
2: yep and i I hate i i I guess that essentially is what you say i just hate when people say that because i don't know i try to give a different answer but consistency is the (laughs) biggest like just because of how often people are consuming content now Mm -hmm. it's easy for like as soon as i stop making videos like there's there's like five other people that just slip into the crack or the space that I'm in. Yep. And lo and behold, they just ride it right to the top. So I could have been that close to a million followers, whatever I was looking at. So consistency definitely is the biggest thing you can do. So if you drop every Wednesday at two o'clock drop, Every Every Wednesday Wednesday. at two o'clock. Don't switch it up for a Tuesday or a Thursday or Saturday. Nope.
1: That's an issue I've had. And I'll admit that 100% with the podcast Mm -hmm. is that I have not made a a concrete time. Yeah. It's hard. Because of my own schedule, it's difficult to say I'm dropping every Wednesday at two o'clock.
2: It is fucking (laughs) hard. Oh my God. Like, and I tried that. I was like trying to drop like every Friday Mm -hmm. on YouTube once. And I think I did like two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> and then it's just like it's a lot it's a lot of pressure too when you when you're creating something on a time schedule it's like i don't like it only because it seems like you're rushing for content or your content is watered down mm-hmm. essentially and that's why i don't like to flood the market with a lot of videos too because it's just like it's just watery content
1: and it's interesting that the people i've seen all three of these kind of like I'm going to drop every 3 months, I'm going to drop every mm-hmm. month, I'm going to drop twice a month, I'm going to drop once a week, I'm going to drop every day. Yeah. I've seen that schedule for a different a number of different levels of success. It's yeah. interesting. It's very interesting because like I told you I got we were talking at at, at Ron's house. Mm-hmm. And I told you I got big into the YouTube fitness Commentator beef.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I remember you telling me. Yeah, and yeah.
1: so there's there's a couple guys out there. Um, Kenny Ko was a big one uh-huh. that he went back and forth with this guy named Philion, and they had beef with each other and were making response videos to each other about. And they what they do is they they either expose people who are Instagram uh, like workout. I forget not workout influencers. I forget what the name they actually make. but the fitness models. There we go. Uh-huh. So they expose fitness models for either Photoshop or steroids and stuff like that. Yeah, and stuff that don't that just doesn't make sense. And there's another guy, Vegan Gains, that kind of jumped into that whole <laughs> uh, uh, thing. There's so it's them. They drop usually weekly. There's another guy who I'm I, I'm hesitant to say his name because. He's kind of a troll in the fitness world. And, fuck it, I'll say it. Elgin Intensity. Mm -hmm. And he does, he's a troll. And some of his stuff, he's an Asian guy. But I think he's Korean. But, I mean, that's still Asian. But um, some of his stuff has a little, like, hint of racist overtone to it. Mm. And I I just don't like that. But his videos are interesting enough.
2: The uh, YouTube beef is real.
1: It, it it really is, man.
2: It's it's and it's kind of crazy to think about it too, because yeah. you're like, y'all have never met each other. Well, so, some of these people <laughs> met. Yeah, some of these people they've never met. They just sit at home and make videos, and then lo and behold, like somehow they're talking about each other. And I'm like, how the fuck did y'all get here? Like, how did y'all get to this point where y'all like are beefing <laughs> over? What exactly? And then, I mean, just think, like, there's a, there was a whole fight that happened from YouTube beefing. Yeah, like,
1: pay-per-view fight.
2: Yeah, like, why well, do we get here? Like, how did y'all, <laughs> y'all have never met, but yet y'all are beefing about videos? Like, why do you care about that much about somebody else's life? I guess that's, that's okay. how I see right. it, yeah. Unless you, like, unless you call me out and say, like, your videos aren't funny or yada, yada, yada. I'm like, why should my videos matter to you?
1: I feel like part of this was the whole Twitter meet me in Temecula moment, (laughs) because that was literally one of the funniest nights I've ever spent on Twitter. Where and if if people don't remember where that's from, it was two dudes gotten a beef because we actually knew. I think one of them we we kind of knew, Mm -hmm. like through people. It was it was he either knew some more house dudes or somehow I forget. Anyway, but it ended up, this dude basically told the other guy, like, oh, it, it was over, like, basketball, I think. Yeah. Like, Kobe, I think. Yeah. And he was like, oh, if you are so bad, meet me in Temecula at this address. And the guy trolled him up to the point where the guy was, like, drove up. Yep. And he was like, "Dude, I'm not coming there." Are you? Re- are you slow? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I
2: and I've just read the story about that. Like somebody brought it back up or something. Man, like, it. that shit's
1: hilarious. It was so funny. There was there has been some good nights on on, on Twitter. Oh, classic moments. classic As, Twitter moments. I, that was a good one. That and but I think that's that was one of the turning points of like, oh, so people really out here trying to fight over what yeah. somebody says. Two hundred miles away. Yeah, which is a result of I think it all bleeds out of uh Xbox and, and Call of Duty chats. Yeah, where people are just the absolute toughest in the world.
2: Bro, those those game rooms are ridiculous. I just I don't even put put in my mic anymore. Like it's <laughs> not. It's I just like I uh, don't have time to go back and forth with y'all over. No, like over we,
1: the little white kid who likes to say nigger all the time. Yeah, like, like we just really. I just want to play
2: the game. Actually, <laughs> that's all. That's all I want to do. I don't care about shit else. Like. No. Y'all can have this, so that's funny.
1: Oh my god. So, I feel like a couple of those turning points happened, and it's just... I don't know, man. Everybody wants to be tough. Everybody wants to be tough, but everybody wants to be famous, too.
2: Yeah. And controversy. People love that shit. Yep. People love something to look into, or like, how did this get started? And now you got all these damn fandoms and cults and all this cult (laughs) following shit, so like... People go hard for who they go hard for, and Man. yeah, so, I'm learning the hard way. You, <laughs> it's certain people you just can't talk about, and apparently Drake is one of those. That's, I, I got caught up in that. and Oh, Woo. my gosh. Um
1: oh, I remember when he made that video that I was like, I don't know how this is gonna end for him. <laughs> it was
2: terrible. Worldstar picked it up. Oh, those Ooh. comments were terrible. <laughs> At first it was like it was funny. It was like, all right, this is y'all can't be serious. Y'all y'all can't be serious. Then it was like people are em emailing me like I'm like, you care that much about what I was saying. I was like, Why are y'all like? These are grown ass men. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never seen grown ass men dick ride anybody that hard ever in life. Like I'm talking about, like from the down to the death threats. I'm just like y'all. It's not that serious.
1: You got death threats over criticizing Drake. Yes. Dear God.
2: Yes, and nobody wanted to accept the fact that he lost the battle. Like I'm just like, yeah. He took. he took He took a L. Yeah. He took an L. He but. took an
1: L and then took it in stride, but still took an L.
2: And then turned around and took another one, too. Yeah. It, it. So, I say that to say, like, Beyonce is off limits. Yep. Cardi B is becoming another one that's off limits. Nicki Minaj, she is another. And Drake, apparently. So.
1: Well, I think Nicki and Cardi's wave are kind of, like, canceling each other out. Yeah, uh, I, can't I can't really, really figure that out. You, if you criticize either one of them, yeah. the, the other one's going to... You're going to get attacked, but the other side's going to come to your rescue. Yeah. And you're just, just giving an opinion. Yeah. So, it's... Oh, man. The internet is a is a minefield of scary shit. The internet becomes more and more like the Dave Chappelle internet skit every day. Every day? <laughs> every day. Like, if you can... Smoking it into existence. There. He he knew. It's it. Man, so many things from that show were just... It's ahead of his time. Yeah. That... And-
2: Dave Chappelle and, and Black Mirror episodes, yeah. man, <laughs> those two are like, are, and well, apparently the Simpsons too, because they speak a lot of shit too, for sure yeah. too. But yeah, it's like
1: insane. Like damn. So okay. On a technical note, since we are a technology partly technology podcast, yeah. What type of and you got a you, you got a hard stopper too? No, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm... Um, uh, because I remember you said. We were trying to get this early because you had something to do. But anyway, oh, yeah. No, it
2: canceled. It canceled out. We're oh, good. Okay. We're
1: good. We're... So technology-wise, because we are a technology podcast, what type of stuff do you use to, to either make your videos or edit and do everything? What, what are your main like go-tos? And what did you kind of start with? So Because okay. I, I really want to give people the knowledge. like Maybe you do have a good idea. Yeah, and maybe them listen. Somebody listening to this podcast will say, "You know what? Maybe I can do this, and I want to make cooking videos yeah. <laughs> and put them on YouTube." Because yeah. I mean, a lot of people are doing that, but everybody wants to see a new technique. Yeah, and the more mac and cheese recipes we have out here, the more people we're gonna save from terrible mac and cheese. On yeah, just
2: just keep raisins and all that other shit out of the mac and cheese, please, man. That's all I ask—that <laughs> is all I ask. But um, uh, as far as it's actually crazy to see the transformation of things, like just how. Okay, so just imagine when like Spike Lee was mm-hmm. coming up, and there was not a lot of black filmmakers around mm-hmm. the time. You know that's why he's praised so much. He was one of the first black filmmakers who was given a shot and put on. And to get in, you had to know somebody back then. Mm-hmm. And so there was gatekeepers. And now that we move more and more into the future and present day and all this stuff, the gatekeepers aren't gatekeepers anymore because technology just becomes readily available. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the store. You don't even need like to this day, you don't need anything fancy to make a video. Mm -hmm. Like if you and if you think you do, you're just coming up with excuses to stop yourself from making the video like your phone will do everything you need to do and more. And I only say that to say when I started videos, I had to buy this. I think the camera I had at the time was like three thirty six hundred dollars or whatever, oh and it was like huge. Like it was mm-hmm. like throwing on your shoulder, <laughs> kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like your arm tire. You had to take breaks. It was it recorded on cassettes, wow. and then like, but at that time DSLR was like really it was becoming very popular, mm-hmm. but people were still criticizing it because it was DSLR and they just all the things that was
1: supposed to, to be just for. Real cameras yeah, for, yeah just still photography yeah, yeah
2: essentially and so and i had a choice either getting that camera or dslr and i was like i'm gonna go this way and i should have went the dslr route because mm-hmm. that was the wave in which everybody moved but now so and then i had to buy a buy program to edit on final cut mm-hmm. i had final cut 7 so this is like <laughs> before the magnetic timelines and all that shit like yep. it was like if you're gonna be an editor you're gonna learn how to edit like Edit, edit, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember because I did, I did some te- te- i There was a class. I was lucky. Mm-hmm. in My high school I had a television production mm-hmm. TV station in it. Yeah, and I was able to. I took TV production one into. That's how I got in originally into video and audio editing. Okay, yeah, and so, yeah. and I, I
2: learned first from a program called Avid, which yep. was like,
1: oh man,
2: it's similar to Final Cut, but it's like the higher end, essentially. Yeah, yeah. so Avid
1: still I think is probably used in. Mm-hmm. TV stations and shit today Yeah,
2: you know? I'm pretty sure um, so and that was and so I had to get the software and I had to like buy a device to uh, I really had to buy a cord to go from my computer to the camera mm-hmm. nowadays it's like I can shoot it on my phone I can edit it on my phone <laughs> and just upload it like I, I can skip my laptop completely Like I don't even need it so I just Say that I'll say all of that to say like Technology is making it easier and easier for people To create so just use What you have like even now we got like Video what are they calling it video augmentation Or like where you can insert shit Into the video or like you know you put shit On your face and shit like All of the stuff like you have all of this At your fingertips so it's really just about You just creating the shit honestly Like
1: yeah I think the One of it. the the most insane things is there the there was a program where it would insert special effects into your video on your phone.
2: Do you know how like long it takes for people to make special effects and the fact that you have shit like that the click of a button now. Like yeah. you had to know how to use after effects <laughs> to fucking do this shit. Like there was no way that you could like do this shit otherwise, but now like you can just pick up your phone.
1: So the pick very sure. lowest barrier of injury is you pick up your phone and just do it. And so but when you get to your higher ranks, what are you shooting for? So now you do you shoot on a DSLR camera now?
2: Um so um I still shoot everything on it just depends on what it is, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um my homie, we shoot a lot of our videos together. Um he has um a Sony A. To something yeah some super expensive camera um he has and we use that for a lot of the skits but some of the stuff i do i usually just use my phone and i'll just if i need to edit it a little bit just because i'm quicker on a laptop i'll just airdrop it to my Mm -hmm. laptop cut it up real quick send it back to my phone um so, I do have a DSLR that I have, but it's really just sitting there collecting dust for the most part. Unless mm-hmm. I really, like, need it. Unless I have to do something. Like, I don't even know what would make me use it. Because either we're using my homie's camera or I'm using my phone. So,
1: Are you guys using any type of, uh, like, tripod rig? or?
2: Um Yeah, and it's funny. He has, like, a... Uh, Damn, I, it's like a Ronin, 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 like a stabilizer. stabilizer, yeah, and all that stuff. Um, he has that, and I have a tripod. He has one as well. Um, ring light and some other shit, but yeah, we don't really use it like that. And I, I was trying to tell him like that's more for like higher production videos, like mm-hmm. when we really are trying to make some cool ass art type shit. Mm-hmm. But for what we're doing, it's really just handheld most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the shots we're doing, so. <laughs> it's just, I will say that the, the the more you get up, you'll need these things. Like, don't don't just say like I'm not saying like you'll just you can use your phone the whole time. I mean, people do. It just people depends on you. what you're doing, you know, and then what you want to do. Like, if you want to get more into movie making, you're gonna buy more production stuff. Yep. But if you, and it also depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell because artistic stories require more production equipment because to get certain shots and all that stuff. Or if you're a person who just focuses more on dialogue, so you more you're just better with writing, and you don't want you don't need all this shit. You just need a camera set up, and mm-hmm. that's it. So one of the hands. the
1: really fun things they were interviewing Issa Rae mm-hmm. on, I forget what it was. It was one of the it was one of the the one interview she was in, and they were like, "What is the biggest difference between when you were doing stuff just on the internet on YouTube?" Versus now that you have the full weight of HBO. Oh, I know exactly
2: what you're talking about that clip. Yeah. And
1: she says car shots. She was like car shots used to be. We put the camera in the car and walk and go down the street. She's like, now it costs like $17,000 because you need the trail car, the car to pull it, the the cameras that are in the different angles. She was like we used to just put a GoPro on the dash <laughs> and you know,
2: and you know, it's so funny. Cause I worked in like music videos. I used to work on property brothers, um, TV and mm-hmm. like a bunch of production sets. And it's like, it takes so long. <laughs> oh my God. That's probably the thing that discourages me about wanting to get in the film because to cre- <laughs> like, but I have to give like props to people who do create stuff because it's very boring. Like said is it, very boring. Like it's, <laughs> If you see how they put movies together, it's really fucking magic because these shots take forever to fucking set up. It'll be like, all right, we're just gonna grab this quick shot. The quick shot takes at least 30 minutes to set up. Still. <laughs> and you're like, if I was doing this myself, like if it was just like my production, like my low scale ass production, I'm like, all right, let's just walk right here. I'm holding the camera to go. Mm-hmm. Fuck the lights, like, fuck all this rap shit. Like, it's, I don't need none of that. <laughs> like, I'm just grabbing this shot, literally. <laughs> and that's it like if i wanted to go film in a store right now i could just literally pull out my phone film in a store
0: mm-hmm.
2: on a real production set <laughs> they gotta bring gaffers in there the lighting they gotta wire the shit they gotta tape the shit down then <laughs> then they bring in the camera and they're just like ah yeah i think i want to shoot at maybe this angle here ah but the light relight the shit And then put in some actors to like test and make sure that they like match like skin tone and shit like make sure they're lit properly. And if it's not, then they adjust it. And then they gotta go through a rehearsal of all the shit you got to do, hair and makeup and all like it's so long. I hate that part about it. And just like Issa said, it and it costs so much money to do it. Yeah, you can't do anything fast in the movie business at all. There's no fast (laughs) things like at all. Like even like. That's why I'm so amazed at like Avengers and all that shit. Like,
1: I'm just sh- imagining everything that they have to put the green screen work alone. Like, it's <laughs> like, and I
2: understand. Like, I'm glad that it's actually two people p- directing the movie mm-hmm. because I actually think if one person directed the movie, it would have been trash as fuck. Like, Infinity Wars would have been so trash because there was so much going uh, on, yeah. so many interconnected storylines, like, and just all the other movies woven oh, yeah, it together. That's
1: that's only. Talking about the the technical aspect of mm-hmm. making the 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 shot happen.
2: Yes. Like, not
1: the writing, not the prepping, acting, not the reading, the table yes. reads, and things like it's that. It's
2: so much that goes. Like it's, <laughs> and I think well, infinity. Well, obviously because they filmed both of them back to back, so it's more than a six month process.
0: Yeah. But most
2: movies are like three to six months,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and that's why. And but you you know uh, I say this to say like. Um, you can always tell the difference between a Tyler Perry movie and a regular like Hollywood movie mm-hmm. because Tyler Perry and why a lot of people don't like him in the music or the movie business or TV, whatever is because he cuts out all of the bullshit. Like this nigga knows what he needs. Like mm-hmm. he will have like, he will have like a building, just a building and his entire movie will be shot in that building. Like <laughs> that's it. So one room is like for the restaurant. One room is for that. And then it's just like he knows what he wants. He gets in there. He shoots movies in like 8 to 10 days. Wow. A whole like hour and a half to two hour movie is shot in 10 days around Tyler Perry. And so this he, he's this is able he to played. like go in and like he's like completely disrupting the whole like how movies are made. But you can tell in the the craft. Like when, when mm-hmm. you see it, it's like, like it feels off. It doesn't feel as... And when you see his movies, there's nothing fantastic about, like, the cinematography mm-hmm. or anything. Granted, he's more big on story, and he's an amazing dude, don't get me wrong. It's just, like, I just see, I can tell the difference of, like, a Marvel production and yeah. a Tyler Perry production.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't see Tyler Perry Studios putting out a sci-fi mm-hmm. anything. At all. And and I, I don't if know it, if it would. It would, were, it would to
2: be that. it would be cheesy. It would be really yeah. like uh, Sharknado. <laughs> you know, what
1: say like sci like the, the
2: sci fi channel. How you see those movies and yep, you are like, yep. And that's I'm because a, either the time or the budget.
1: I'm, a, I'm right. a huge fan and this kind of leads into something i was kind of alluding to earlier i'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of terrible movies <laughs> i'm a huge fan of terrible movies no so, no, no terrible
2: movies you're you like you'll sit there and watch that shit like yes. when i start a movie i have to finish it yeah. so it doesn't matter how good bad, or bad, bad. like yeah. i have to and i'm like critiquing I'm like oh damn i, I was, see where he was trying to go with it though
1: i was just oh. actually looking at the um on the plane back from Philly. Mm-hmm. i was watching the meg
2: <laughs> it's
1: about a shark the Megalodon dinosaur, Shark. The Megalodon yeah. Shark. And I knew about the movie ahead of time because yeah. I follow Paige Kennedy. Okay. So Paige Kennedy used to be Radon Randall in Blue Mountain State. He was on Weeds. He was uh-huh. on Longmire, which was a short lived uh, detective show. Mm-hmm. Actually, the guy who was a star, star of, I think it's Longmire. I'm not 100 I have to get the real name eventually. But he was in the Meg. He was the, the billionaire dude in the meg. Mm-hmm. So I've I've always won I I wanted to see this movie. It was in and out of theater so quick I was like, oh what happened? Super fast.
0: You had to catch that this, on Fire Stick. <laughs>
1: man, you this was it was like it starred Jason Statham. I was like, Yeah, I thought, it had, thought it had some 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 potential. It did. And then it was I just I, I was I started taking notes about what I wanted to say about this movie while I was on the plane. Because yep. it's like if Jason Statham's character in *Fast and the Furious* had a spinoff, but it was like after the franchise had like lost all the money, yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> and that's what this movie was. And then insert the what is the the really hot chick that came in in the later seasons of. Um, Orange is the new black. She's Australian and like a deep Oh you're
2: talking country. about um uh Ruby Ro- 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 Roxy
1: or Ruby Road? Ro- Ro- yeah, Ruby Ro, Ro- something like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's Ruby Ro- so, something. Yeah. It's, it's R. It's R yeah. something, yeah. She's in it. Yeah. Um there's the the guy who wanna plays- look like
2: Justin Bieber a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Yes. But I was just like, I know a lot went into this. And it's just not good. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> that movie. And then part of you could also tell that part of it was storytelling because yep. they had like ten different points where the movie could end, yep. and it didn't. It kept going. It just kept going. <laughs> He's like, "All right, let's Oh, okay, they had right, one right, character right. who disappeared for forty-five minutes. Like she went to the hospital, and then a whole lot of shit happens, and then they're like, "Oh, she's back now." Like I forgot yep. about you.
2: <laughs> but she, and you know what I'm I'm noticing? I think. It's just changing with the. It seems like they're they're quicker to uh, pump out content. Mm-hmm. Like they're just feeling the pressure of creating movies so yep. fast that the writing suffers or the storytelling suffers. Something always suffers. Either it's the <laughs> the writing could be good. It's just mm-hmm. like the director doesn't know how to properly tell the story in the given amount of time. So yep. just kind of throw that shit all together. <laughs> so and I think that's what it is because I'm noticing that more and more. Like movies seem to. Like there's not classic movies anymore. Like when's the last time you seen a movie and you was like, That's a fucking classic. You know what I'm saying? It's like
1: t- it's tough to say that about a lot of these. Yeah. And it kinda it loops even all the way back around to the music conversation that we yep. were having where stuff is being pumped out so fast. Yep. And then the arthouse-ness doesn't help in the yep. movie industry because when you get to um when you get to like the movies that win the awards. Yeah. It was really. Hard. It's still hard for me to take seriously The Shape of Water. Yeah, and I was like, for this to have beat out everything, and was I th- that the
2: movie when When Get Out was in, yes, too? yeah, okay. and The
1: Shape of Water just just came in, and I'm like, she's fucking a fish. So it's a flawed concept.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, okay. Is it the same fish from Hellboy or not? No. No, I don't think
2: so. It I, looks. It just looks so it just similar. Looks similar. Okay, I, and it's the <laughs> same dude that made it. So I was like. Man. Maybe this is like a spin? I I <laughs> I, I, and I haven't even seen it, so I can't really yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to watch it just so I can properly judge it, but I'm it's like looking so at tough. Get Out. Yeah. Which was fucking phenomenal. Right. And maybe that's like the one of the last true classic well, movies. I mean say. there's, there's like ones good. out
1: there like Get Out. I will venture to say the movie that I can literally sit down and watch could be five minutes left, it could be the five minutes into it and I'll watch it to the end is the Martian. The yeah, Martian that movie was really
2: was good. So good. Really good.
1: And um there's there's been some ones out there. But they come
2: every now and then.
1: Like Inception.
2: That mm-hmm. was like a through and through that movie is fucking there's no loophole. Like yep. it, you trying to figure out like what's wrong with that movie, like it'll take you fucking forever. <laughs> and like that. So so I guess they come every now and then, but when you hear about how long it took to create those projects, and to get it's, it was it's ex- always a long time. And to time.
1: get projects that are experiments because you 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 can't look at Inception and say okay, this is going to be what Inception became. Yeah, it's you're gonna try like 5-10 of those. Yeah, but you know if you go and spend a hundred million on a robot movie, and you're gonna make five hundred back. yeah, that that's the ones that are gonna get. The hype. Those are the yeah. ones that you're gonna attach Michael Bay to yep. and, <laughs> yep. and push it out because what was it? Uh, Pacific Rim. I never saw. I didn't actually see the first Pacific Rim, but I saw the second one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this is d- Megazords fighting fucking di- dinosaurs. Essentially, yeah, a, a hundred times over again. Yeah, that you're just gonna throw money into and like, yeah, kids are gonna go see that. The sci-fi community is gonna go see that. Yep. People who are like their girlfriends are gonna get drugged by their boyfriends. Oh, yep. The, to go the see blockbusters that. and all that shit. That's exactly that's what you're gonna put your money into. You're not gonna put your money into something that is an experiment. Yeah. As many times as you Which I like understand. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's all the return on investment. It's yeah, that's exactly all that's, what it is. And that's, that's why they
2: keep doing all these reboots. Yes. That's exactly why.
1: Even though I'm I'm excited about bad boys, eh. Am I, and we talked about, we were like, did we ask for Captain Planet yeah. or is it a franchise that we have nostalgia over? So they said, let's throw a movie behind it.
2: Yeah. Cause we know. Cause like, these
1: kids aren't going to, aren't watching Captain Planet.
2: Yeah. it. I don't, it's, it's, and I hate that it's all about money at the mm-hmm. end of the day for Hollywood. Cause it's like,
1: that's why so many people are against the Disney Fox buyout. Mm hmm. And even though my and I I expressed this when we were talking on the last virtual dumbness of my selfishness of wanting to see the entire Marvel Universe under one umbrella. Yes. I want to see that as a fan, but I know it does eliminate the opportunity and maybe
0: Mm.
1: some of these studios, it might be interesting to see if some of these studios are saying we're so big now we can take some chances. Yeah, but I don't know. I 100% don't know if that's something that's going to be,
2: you know, even just even crazier in that, like, we have seen so many reboots. Mm -hmm. I've seen three fucking Spider-Mans in my life. (laughs) Three different, three different Spider-Mans in my life. (laughs) Three of them. Just, just like three Superman, like that's something that's Superman. been rebooted like so many times. I'm seen Batman goodness. too, like
1: him. In, oh my goodness! I've seen the small screen Superman, the big screen Superman, the big big screen Superman. That
2: and now they're gonna reboot it again. all fucking again. And man. I'm like,
1: and it's because <sighs> DC is a whole nother. I, I just feel like DC does so well in some areas and so terrible in others. Yeah. Their, like, their, last, their TV their T V is good. Good. Really good. Their 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 card their animation is really bananas. Like But for some reason when it comes to this like live action shit, they can't get, get that shit right <laughs> <laughs> like to say that and in the The bad part is they have good performances by the actors that they put in these roles. But the story will be trash or the villain who is Marvel has really figured out that yeah. the a good villain makes a great movie. Like yep like when you have a killmonger who you're like you know he could kind of be right or yeah. but he's going about it the wrong way exactly or Thanos where you're like okay I understand what you're trying to accomplish but damn really my nigga <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but and then but DC and then like when DC did good with Christopher Nolan when it was Bane or it was that You know what?
2: I think he fucked up the whole, like, superhero storytelling (laughs) shit. Like,
0: he fucking
2: flipped that shit, and, like, then they was like, oh, shit, like, maybe if we do a dark version of everything, Everything. then we get a winning recipe. But it's like,
1: just because it's dark doesn't mean it's gonna be good. Yeah, you know what I'm
2: saying? And it's like, so he just fucked up the whole superhero shit. (laughs) Like, ever since, like, ever since, like, Dark Knight, or, the dark, dark knight Night, the dark knight yeah like literally like people have been trying to achieve that level of success with telling a superhero story yeah. with a good ass villain like that and it has not been done it hasn't been done that well since then no. and i don't think they're going to recreate that shit
1: it's so tough because it, that was they were so good so good and it was like you you almost wanted to cheer for the villain as much as the hero mhm and Kind of like, I mean, the, the early days of the Saw franchise were like that too, mm-hmm. because it was just like it's the, the yeah. villain was so smart. Yep. That it was like, damn. Yep.
2: Like, Them early Saw's boy, God, I, I'll fun.
1: never get the feeling of the first, the end of the first Saw. Mm-hmm. When this motherfucker just gets up and you're like,
0: that
1: shit. I remember just sitting there and looking and being like.
2: Oh my, like, hold, like, heart drop, like, you're yes. like, what? The, like, the way that story was told was so fucking amazing, like, yes. saw, like the early, like you said, the early saws did a great job. And I heard, Jigsaw
1: is Jigsaw's actually good, but I just have never sat down to
2: watch it. Um, it just, cause what is that, Jigsaw is like, what, six, seven, seven? I think that's the seventh seven. saw. It just got to a point where they started... I I really hate I despise like when there's a lot of white people in a film yeah. cuz I can't really tell them apart. <laughs> so there's a lot of like characters who like like they did a whole lot of like oh like Jigsaw was training this person on the side and mm-hmm. also that person on the side but they never knew about each other and this final movie's bringing them all together but the storylines really don't follow necessarily so They did they Jigsaw tried to fucked do up too at.
1: much Twisting and yeah. and mind fucking you throughout and like, it, and it just doesn't yeah, ever. Yeah, stop. Just, you can you can do that in one or two instances. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to keep making it more and more convoluted. Yeah. Kind of like um, as they got hammered along the the Final Destination franchises. Yeah. like the first one, it was like death was this entity that yep. shit just coincidentally happened yeah. to make the the person get yeah. killed. At the end, it was kind of like poltergeist. Like it was just, oh, so now this mysterious brick is just going to fly across the room. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) like there's a ghost here. Like, yeah. (laughs) yeah.
2: So I do like at the. Did you see the last one, the
1: final one? I don't think I saw the final final. The
2: the final one. It actually brought. It tied in the the first one.
0: Oh, like they brought it. They brought it full circle. circle.
2: So it was like. Granted, it was a little weird just because of how like technology and shit wasn't around when the first one was. like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying that. Helped, but fuck it, we'll just worry about that later. Yeah. But they, I like that aspect in it that they brought that one back to the original one, and it's kind of like, oh okay, so you can watch them in a full circle, I guess, essentially. Yeah. But they kinda like you keep, said, yeah,
1: they kind of keep uh they keep doing that playing with it with uh, Jeepers Creepers too. But Jeepers Creepers franchise is just shot to shit. Like the first one was yeah. good. Yep. The second one was mm.
2: The second one is is that the one with the kids on the bus or that's the the first one or was that like
1: The, the one with the kids on the bus. So the it's weird how they told it cuz like the first one happens, the third one the the second the first one and the second one happen and then the third one sits in between the first and the second one. Okay. And you don't and it's the the second one is the one with the kids on the bus.
2: Okay. So Damn. What? So what's the first one then? Because I thought that was the first one, the one with the kids on the bus. But you're the second person to say that that the kids on the bus was the second one. So. Yeah, the kids
1: on the bus is the second one, but the first one is just the the brother and sister.
2: Okay. So I gotta I gotta find the first one then.
1: Yeah, because I remember the, I remember watching the first one. I was like, Yo, this is phenomenal. If they make a second one, and then they made the second one, and it didn't tie in with the third with the uh-huh. with the first one that well. But and the then third they, one
2: was supposed to time. around. Then the
1: third one—it's st- weird. I don't. I I gotta go watch them back to back again. We also got bamboozled because <laughs> me and my coworkers got bamboozled over Jeepers Creepers three. Mm-hmm. So one of my close friends now, um, she was my coworker, but now we're we're good friends. She loves Halloween and scary movies and shit. Yeah. So we went to the movies and they did this big advertisement like. Oh, it's going to be in the theaters for like a weekend only, or for like these two weeks only, mm-hmm. it's, or for this week only. It's going to be in theaters. We go, we see it. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's not amazing. We mm-hmm. laughed a lot of it, but I, I tend to laugh through horror movies anyway. Mm-hmm. That weekend, we get a text from uh, one of the people that went with us because it was the four of us, and he was just like, "Yo, Jeepers Creepers Three is on like TNT right now." <laughs> It wasn't on like HBO or Showtime. It was on like USA. Table. It was regular on like regular TV. cable. It was like, y'all fucking got us. God <laughs> damn it. Uh, yeah. We also went to go see Happy Death Day the next week, which was. Happy Death Day was fun. Happy Death Day. I don't think I've seen that one. It was good. It's, you've seen Groundhog's Day? Bill Murray, yeah. where he just keeps repeating the same day over. Yeah. Same concept, but this girl. It's her birthday. Oh, and they, I'm, okay. She dies. I'm remembering And she it. has to figure out who's killing her in order to stop dying.
2: Gotcha. It's like a car crash or some sh- Is it like a car crash somewhere in there or some shit? There, that-
1: one of them is a car crash. Okay. She dies in like 30 different ways.
2: Okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with it. I didn't see it though. Happy Death Day.
1: Happy Death Day.
2: Okay, I'm going to go fucking hilarious. fire stick that shit. I yeah. feel
1: like they should have um, made it rated R so mm-hmm. they could do... Like, they because it's a girl in college, so I feel like a lot of the collegey shit could have been R-rated and not tried to go PG thirteen to yeah. get all get more money. But I feel like they needed like a director's cut or some shit of like that yeah. because it was just it was funny, it was it was enjoyable enough, and it had enough of a twist. It wasn't by any stretches of imagination a good movie. It's just. Enjoyable to watch. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna check that out. Okay, okay. So,
2: no, um, I definitely remember seeing the previews for it. Now, yep. now it like I it, and like it seems like the promotion for movies is like getting terrible too. Or maybe I just got so much going on. I don't know, I don't see there it.
1: was there was a whole ass movie that I completely missed, and now I I, have to, I think I saw it on DVD the other day. It's where a kid who's like the black adopted kid finds some type of super weapon that the aliens brought.
2: Ken a, a kid, kid. Kinder, some some shit like that. Yeah. Yes.
1: What happened to it? I felt like. I swear, oh, literally this it. looks good. Never knew it was out. At all. It didn't no numbers.
2: At all. Like, I literally watched it on a fire stick like two weeks ago. And I was like, because <laughs> like, you know, when you're looking at the fucking poster, you're like, yeah, what the fuck is this? I'm like, a nigga. Exactly. And I was like, and then I read the description. And I was like, this was that movie. <laughs> <laughs> when the fuck did it come out? Like. <laughs> So, like and then, like Michael B. Jordan makes a guest appearance. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. He, That's hilarious. Yeah, I bet.
1: I bet you it's like the homie made
2: it. It's um probably, probably yeah. more yeah. than likely, yeah. One it's, of his um, homies
1: made it, and he was like, "Oh, ha!" It's um yeah. <laughs> like Damon does. Yeah. Damon is like cameo king. This yeah, this
2: niggas like just disappear. But it's um it's a decent movie. It's um. But I'm gonna warn you. It's definitely one of those movies when you watch it, you're like. Oh fuck me. Now I need a, a sequel or a yeah. prequel to fucking tell the story of this. So it just like leads you down this path and you're just like, okay, maybe I'm gonna get some fucking answers and then like you don't. It's like Cloverfield. Yeah. You think you're gonna get some answers, then they come out with a sequel and the sequel has not shit to do with like the fucking first one to tell you. And
1: they didn't even really loop it in well with the the, the last one because I, I watched the Cloverfield Paradox, which was supposed that's to That's the one in the
2: basement, right? The dude no, no no
1: no that's ten Cloverfield Lane. Them. what's paradox Cloverfield Paradox was the one that they debuted right after the Super Bowl that nobody knew was coming and it dropped on Netflix only and mm, it's in okay. space and it, I thought it was supposed Got to you. it kind of was supposed to explain yeah. what happened but it, but it kind of doesn't it, Like it. It. it you kind of have to infer yeah. the shit that happened and I'm yeah. like this is odd yep but and it but it still didn't really like tie in with the it tied in. I, I know exactly what you're talking but about. But yeah. didn't really tie in with the other two. Yeah, like what the fuck did you do? And this for? the even the even it ties into the Cloverfield, ten Cloverfield Lane. Now the reason why I go hard for ten Cloverfield Lane is literally one of the guys that inspired me mm-hmm. to be to do podcasting was the Totally Rad Show. Okay. So the Totally Rad Show was Alex Albrecht. Jeff Canada and Dan Trachtenberg. Okay. And I knew um, Alex Albrecht because he was part of Dignation, which was the first thing i ever like, internet show I watched. Mm-hmm. So they did a show that covered, um, and this is gonna sound familiar, guys, <laughs> they covered TV, movies, video games. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I always said was missing from that podcast was music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lo and behold, Virtual Donuts was born. <laughs> so Dan Trachtenberg was, and they, they each came from a different field. Like Jeff Canada was um, in the like video game space, mm-hmm. video game commentator space. Alex Albrecht was in the acting directing space and Dan Trachtenberg was in the acting directing space. Doing a little bit of, I, I heard Dan talk about growing up. And I was like, he's saying a lot of familiar things to me. So I did a little research. Found out he went to the high school. Literally, he graduated. I think '01 from high school uh-huh. from our rival from my rival high school okay. in Pennsylvania. And I was like, Oh, so he is a Philly boy. He is. He knows the area. He knows. Um, that's why I relate to him. He ended up doing Ten Cloverfield Lane. That was his like big directorial debut. like debut like feature film. Got you. He's done okay. a lot of. Um, done a lot of other stuff. I wonder what else. I haven't checked in to see his like Wikipedia page in a while or his IMDb page. We, but he's done. He's like he's only he's thirty seven, and so he did Ten Cloverfield Lane.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: done a, He did an episode of Black Mirror. So you remember okay. the, the episode of Black Mirror, where is the guy he goes into a VR like haunted house? VR haunted house. Uh
2: VR. Haunted it's
1: called Playtest, ha- but he he. He goes into a, a VR and it's like it was a virtual reality thing and then when he gets out of it he doesn't know if he's still in it or out of it.
2: I think that Oh no, that was a computer thing. That wasn't it was a horror thing. I was I'm thinking of. it's not the one with the spaceship where he was the dude was a space cadet commander no, not no, that no, no,
1: right? No, no. That one that one's fire as fuck but no, not that one cuz that has the girl with the the oddly shaped face. Black girl, you can't tell if she's attractive or not. It's yeah, weird. <laughs> she has a very large.
2: You got to squint a little bit, maybe. She has
1: very large features, yeah. and it's like I want to call you beautiful, but you also look weird. You know, um, the, you
2: know what it's called.
1: Playtest is the name of it.
2: Playtest.
1: Damn. It, it. It's. Um. It's a white guy. He goes into uh, an American traveler short on cash. Signs up to test a revolutionary new gaming system, but can't tell what is the game and when it's not the game. So it's okay. kind of like stuck in it. So he directed that episode. And it was in the third season. Second episode of the third season of, of Black
2: Mirror. I'm going to go watch that again. I, it'll probably... Good. It'll jog your memory as soon
1: as it's just creepy. It's, and it's a white guy with a with a beard and kind of shaggy blonde hair. Uh-huh. Um, But he uh, he directed that he did Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's why I ride hard for that movie. It it actually John Goodman does a really good job. Um,
2: That's the main character, right? The dude who was in the basement. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: So he. um,
2: I just I just needed them to like tie in the damn story. That's what I thought it was going to do. Because
1: it's like, and there's like, I feel like he tried to create a world of things happening, but it's like even though you've created this world telling three completely different stories in the same world mm-hmm. does not really build us in to say oh well, what happened yeah it's tough
0: yeah but so um,
1: yeah man so i think we've 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 covered a lot and we've talked about a lot and i definitely like Appreciate you coming through.
2: Yeah, no problem.
0: Man. We've
1: it, this has been a long time in the making.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, we, we <laughs> definitely have been talking
1: about this for forever. <laughs> yeah,
2: forever. Like now that I think about it, yeah, it's actually it, it's at least been a year. Yeah, at least
1: definitely, and so it's good to have you out. You're always welcome back on appreciate the Virtual Dopeness podcast. That. You're part of the Virtual Dopeness family now, and uh, so I just need listeners. If you guys have any questions, I will put all of Lonnie's socials and mm-hmm. what well, you might as well get them out.
2: Hit me up. Uh, comedian Lonnie on everything. Comedian, if you don't know how to spell that, um, you just need to give up. Uh, Lonnie, L-O-N-N-I-E. And that's on everything. Literally, you can just Google search it and everything will pop up.
1: Yep. So, we appreciate you, man. And then, uh, hopefully in these next coming weeks, we can get you back. We can get Ron in here to talk some. And then he's yep. helping me, like I said, with some video stuff. So, let's do it. Uh, man, I appreciate you. Listeners, I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you if you guys want to shout out reach out to anything it's uh, virtual dopeness on facebook instagram snapchat oh no I don't have a snapchat yet <laughs> facebook instagram <laughs> man, You got the snap, okay. right. facebook instagram and um, uh, twitter also at uh, Alex is me on twitter and at pjalex 1911 is me on instagram if you have any questions virtual dopeness at gmail.com Please look out in the next couple weeks for stuff to start on YouTube. There's a there's a there's a placeholder page there. There's nothing on it. So coming soon. Coming coming soon. soon. Um also coming soon, please look out for the bar theory podcast. I think we figured out a really cool way of doing the, the introduction to the bar theory podcast that you guys will love and enjoy. Um lastly, tell a friend to tell a friend about the virtual donuts podcast we have are rolling here and then enjoying it with you guys and I appreciate you guys and like I tell you guys every week be virtual and live